What's up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 84. It was a beautiful day today. The sun was shining. The birds were chirping. The juices were flowing. It's a great day for a podcast today. Big Czar, what's up? I just want to give a a moment of silence for all my true card collectors out there that like to go to Target on Saturdays in the morning and, and buy cards in person. Can you? Oh, it's a moment, of, a silence, moment of silence, man. Man. Respect the, the moment. Am I good now? You yeah. guys will We're always re- be We're remembered. Good. Can you can you explain that to the people that have no idea? What sure, you're I about? sure can. I sure can. Explain it. Actually, I really don't know what it's all about. I just, I'm sure it's it's. Some people are saying there was some incident at a Target in uh, California, maybe where. Like four dudes try to jump a guy in a parking lot over fucking trading cards, and like the guy pulled I, a oh, gun. I believe it. I'm sure it's true, but a lot of people are saying that's the sole reason why Target is pulling trading cards off the shelves. Like they're not selling them anymore. Excuse me, but uh, I think it just it's it's a it's a whole you know it's just we've come to this point where like it's just gotten ridiculous. We've yeah. seen over the last two months that like Target kept changing their policy. Like at first it was like they changed it and it was like. Um, only i think it was like only four items per person then they changed it It was like only two items per person then it was like only two items per person but they have to be different items then they moved all their stock to the customer service and was like still only two items then they dropped it to only one item and now they're like fuck it we're done you know what it's kind of just it's honestly sad it's very sad, especially for kids yeah exactly enjoy collecting exactly and now they can't even go to the store like they're just taking so many things away like it just makes me think i don't want to go off too far here but like there's no snow days anymore you have to do shit at home now you can't just go to the store and buy some pokemon cards no it it is it is true like the worst i actually think the worst thing that possibly could have happened to all of us was zoom because now there's no excuse to you know get those days off but I, i was gonna say it's a bummer now that you can't just go somewhere Without worrying that if you walk outside, there might just be somebody waiting for you or behind your car. You, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it's a weird feeling to think, like, we'll use, I'll just use a grocery store, for example. Maybe somebody that doesn't have money to be able to get what they want to get. And you could go in, get your whole cart full of groceries and come out and somebody might just try to, like, fuck you up just for that stuff. Yeah, I mean. I want my carrots, bro. I mean, go, going back to the cards, I know there's been a ton of incidents in in walmarts and targets like for the past year like people are harassing the the vendors like the distri- the people that work for the distributor and stuff it's it's just bad it's a bad look too and you know most of those people probably aren't people that have been like fans for a long time like it's people that hopped on yeah they can oh, make yeah. a quick oh buck. yeah no doubt but it just sucks because like i mean Anytime I would just randomly, you know, go to Target or whatever, I'd always check out the card section. Now it's just I don't have really a reason to go to Target anymore. But I don't know. I I do think eventually this bubble will burst. Things will probably calm down a little bit. And I think in all regards, because we've talked about it before on here, it's, it's so many different markets right now are just like you can't fucking everything's so expensive. You can't get anything. And and I know, like, the big thing right now going around is the gas shortage. And it's funny because my mom texted me and JT on Sunday and was like, you better go fill up your trucks with gas. Everybody's talking about 
gas is going to be gone. We didn't. I looked over at Jake. No. I was like, I'm not going. And, and then, <laughs> and then I'm, like I'm right in uh, Buchanan, <laughs> Weston, Elkins area with my boss this week. And there were literal gas stations that had no gas. Yeah. You would drive by them. One would be empty. Yeah. One would be packed. It, it's it's weird to see. And I told my mom, it's like the era that we live in now, if, if everybody could just take a step back and just kind of look at everything that's going on and realize that we are living through a historical moment, like this moment that we're going through right now will be in the history books. It'll be a big part of the history books. I just wish people could just take a step back and realize that everybody's going through the same thing together. So why, why would it, it's the toilet paper thing? Why would somebody buy all the toilet paper? Well, why yeah. would somebody try to buy all the gas? It I, just makes no yeah. sense. I'm a firm believer that there was, would you guys agree with me? There was a toilet paper shortage because so many a, people a panicked panic and bought it. it all. Like same with the gas. The reason these gas stations, yeah, they, whatever said, whatever, I don't even know what the story was about the gas. There's line. Some kind of pipeline got but, hacked. Yeah, but even so, it's like the reason now these gas stations don't have gas is because everyone's panicking Everyone and buying, buying yeah. all this shit, like filling up tanks and shit. That's why they're running out. Well, and the best tweet I saw was the Moon Pie Twitter account. It was like, for economic reasons, we are happy to announce that there is a Moon Pie shortage. Like they were just clowning, like we're running out of moon pies to try to get everybody to buy more moon pies. That's funny. They were just That's feeding funny. into it. They were like, unfortunately, we're happy to announce. Like they said it like so weird. We're happy to announce that we're having a moon pie shortage. And I guarantee they probably had a record sales day that day. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Like you I, you hate to be like, is conspiratorial a word? Conspiratorial? Conspiracy? Thing? As you know, we say words on here that may you not hate be, to be I'm going to say it's a word. You hate to be conspiratorial. Conspiritual. Conspiritual. Uh, I like it. Conspiritual. But you hate to be conspiratorial, but you wonder if that's why a lot of these places say, hey, there's a shortage of this. Wait. Because they just want to sell more of it. It's conspicuous, isn't Cons- it? Conspicuous Wait. might sound. I don't know. Conspicuous no, is more like spontaneous. Conspiratorial. Right? So Cons- you were on to something. Conspiratorial. Of relating to or suggestive. Yeah, okay. All right. You were right. Conspiratorial. I think conspiratorial sounds better. To be honest with you, yeah. it's clean. Conspiritual, conspiratorial, conspiratorial. Whoa, I like it. It is one. hard to sit back and just not giggle and be like, "This is such an economic like ploy just to get everybody to buy." Yeah, stuff. you know who else sucks right now? Elon Musk. Yeah, let, let's talk about that. It's kind of weird. Well, I don't. I didn't read the whole thing because when there's a long paragraph, so I don't read it all. Just being honest, but he was just saying how bad mining for crypto is for the environment. Correct. Yeah, he and he, then. Yeah. It was the crypto the it'll be known as the great crypto crash of 2021 cuz everything plummeted. He literally so fast. said he he was like right now Tesla is not accepting Bitcoin as a currency. They're trying to find a cryptocurrency that doesn't take up enough doesn't take up like the natural gases or whatever that it takes to mine the coins. It's like carbon emissions is what it's all about, isn't it? And yes, and what's weird is like I hate to think this way, but it, it seems like he's trying to tear everything down to literally try to elevate Doge. See, Dude, I, I he's think he's completely to, yeah. self-aware of himself. Yeah. Like, 100%. I think he will wake up some days and be like, okay, I have so much influence, I can just fuck this yeah. up, and Dude, I'll do I, it. I agree. I think he's literally just trying to pump Doge so bad, so hard, and it's not even real. It's nothing. Yeah, it's, it yeah. doesn't do anything. 
I, yeah. I don't know, man. In it, terms of like cryptos, like if you do research, like a lot of cryptos are like built for a specific yeah. like reason. Doge isn't. It's not. It's, it's a. Nothing. Me, it's a meme coin. It's just the weirdest thing. If he would have never said what he said three or four months ago, or however long ago that was now, it would still be at like nothing. And that's true. And that's why it's so hard to explain and sell the older generation on cryptocurrency. Because it's hard to just like, if I was explaining this to my grandma, you would have to say, which I sound dumb saying this. I'm like, you buy a coin at some amount of money, but tomorrow it may be worth less. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't care. You can have the crypto freaks yell at me for this. Darlie, you've said it. It's investing in stocks. It's literally what I was it's just about to say, JT. It's the same. If, thing. if I were to explain it to an older person, I'd be like, "It's a stock." Sorry, because it's I. I don't see the difference. Yeah, sorry, and G, I never but... will. I get it because like you can't buy a stock and use your stock as a currency. Like you'd have to sell the stock off before you could use it. Yeah, but so that's the difference in in that regard. But essentially, like if you're trying to explain to somebody how you would make money off of it or whatever, that's that's it. It's yeah. It's like a stock. You invest into it, the value could either go up or go down, and you're going to make money off of it. And I mean, I know I've said this, and I'm circling back on it, but that's what worries me. It's like crypto right now, and down the road it may still be a thing. Like I'm not saying it's not going to survive, but what if this is just a trend? Like everybody's sinking all of their money could, into this one right. thing. I mean, it could very well, and then be. it just fucking disappears. Disappears. Yep. Like, and and that's it's, what I was it's scary. Right. That's what I was trying to say to G. I'm like, what if somebody like unplugged it? Like, I know that's not the way to explain it, but what if all of a sudden it just crashed? If the internet ever goes down, the crypto goes down. I mean, it's a completely internet based thing. Like, sure, I'm sure there, there's some people that have like G when he was over here. He had like a it's obviously wasn't a flash drive, but that's essentially what it was. Like it's a hard storage device to store his crypto on. But if you can't plug that thing in anything and, and sell it off, like if that computer doesn't have access to the internet, you're just, you're not doing anything with it. And that's what that, the, the I can't remember his first name, but they call him pomp. He was on flagrant Two Andrew Schultz's podcast. And he said he has 98% of his money in crypto. I see. Yeah, I think that's dumb. Yeah. 98%. I, the way, when I first started getting into crypto in 2016 or 17, it was, everyone always talked about it like this. Do And I think people say the same thing about stocks. Like, do not invest money into it that yeah, you aren't exactly, comfortable with losing. Exactly. If you put 98% of your total worth and assets and value, yeah. like everything, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because I don't care what you say. It could, like we just said, just dissipate one day. It could be done. Yeah. Fucking over. And then what? And that person? Probably going to kill them. Exactly. <laughs> That's literally what I was about to say. Probably going to end their life because yeah. what do they have to live for? And then, then it's just like if you put the conspiracy hat on, it's a way to get the dollar to become more than it is now because, it, you know, they say they keep printing it and it keeps losing its value. What a way to make a comeback then have everybody sink all their money into this crypto computer system, make it disappear, and then everybody that has a dollar one day it could one dollar might be worth like fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah. Then the value of actual currency just skyrockets. Just skyrockets. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. I never thought of it that way. Fuck. That's pretty. We 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 should start writing more conspiracy theory type st- stuff. We're Dude, pretty good at it. I dead ass don't know how this isn't the number one podcast in the world. I agree. Like literally every week when when we're done, 
I just sit back and not every week, but some weeks I'm just like, wow, we talk about things that I normally don't hear people talk about yeah. because like it's touchy areas yeah. that people are afraid Dude, to like, say d- things. Dead ass last week. I couldn't believe we were done when we were done. Like it went, I thought so fast because we were in some heavy shit. It was a very good episode. I was like, and then we were, you close it up and you're like, oh, it was an hour and a half. I, it like blew my mind. Uh, it was I, crazy. L- last week's episode is like my favorite kind where you go deep on like feelings and real things that are going on because it's, it's, I don't want to say it's frowned upon, but I just feel like people don't really talk about that. Like when yeah. you're with your friends, some friends do, but you don't really sit around and, and talk about what's really going on around the world. And if you do that with your friends, then you probably have a solid group of friends. Well, it's, sure. it's when I, it's weird to think about. When's the last time we talked about any um, like movies or TV shows? Well, yo. <laughs> it's been a while. I guarantee you every week JT has had stuff on his docket, but, that, but we don't get to it. But the crazy part is about that. I was talking to Jake about this. I don't know the last time I watched a new movie. Yeah, well, seriously, we did touch on that like five episodes ago. Yeah, but like, it, there hasn't be, been anything. Yeah, because you're right, though. We normally are always in on like shows and movies. Well, and, I think we'll probably get back to that, but there's yeah. there's not a lot of stuff to consume right now. When Dave comes out, we'll be say. all about it. And that, that's soon. I that, think it's the second it's week of June. June. Or I'm pretty fucking excited for that. No doubt. I need to watch. I do need to watch like the. Godzilla movie yeah, and the Mortal Kombat movie. Same. A lot of people are talking about that new Kate Winslet HBO show too. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I guess that's pretty fire. It's another new like HBO Max series. Mm. And um, but yeah, no, I I, uh, I I do I do feel I do feel things swinging back to a normal pace though. Uh, I agree. Like all all of these states announcing the no mask mandates, which you know you, we're not going to get into that. Believe what you want to believe; it doesn't matter. But the fact that like everything's going back to how it normally was. I cannot wait to go sit in a movie theater. I am so yeah, I excited. That. There is to go. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of what's going to be the first movie that we get to experience in the theater again. Yeah. I was. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to what what the yeah. timing is going to line up with. I think they're open up now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But they I are. saw a preview. I don't know if you did. You watch a Quiet Place, the first one with the. John Krasinski. No. no that, that was his first movie he ever directed, right? That might be true. Yes. I believe so. But I'm like, not going to look Basically, up, the yeah. whole movie essentially is silent. silent. Yeah. Quiet Place 2 is coming out in like a month or something. I, I might I, have to go see that one. It's easy for me. Like the first one, I already know. It'll be Black Widow, like June 5th or June 6th. When, when's Fast and the Furious movie come out? Because I'm thinking that might be my first one. Oh, crap. You're right. Dude. <sighs> I'm nervous for that. Uh, uh, we all are, gonna, buddy. We all it's are. Suck. How about how about <laughs> it is? How about there's two more gonna happen? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. The, you know what's gonna happen with all these uh, movie verses colliding? They're gonna put like Fast and Furious in like a fucking Godzilla movie or something. Did you hear? Stupid. Did you? Yeah. Hear the wait. New thing? Yeah. We talked about this. What it's, was it? The new one is that they're gonna translate this into the Jurassic World movie. Yeah, that's right. You said that. And that they're they're thinking that they're gonna make it to where it's gonna be because I guess the new one coming out is like the the dinosaurs are literally like running around the countries in the yeah. world. Like they're loose. Bro. And that they're gonna fucking I if, swear if that happens, is man, not real. Like it, nothing is real. If like, that happens, I, I would have lost a lot of respect yeah, like, for what? the franchise because that, that just pushes it into 
I, I don't even think much. that's that's not even a good legacy for Paul no. Walker to be remembered by. Well, dude, it I sucks. think that's kind of a joke. It sucks because, in my opinion, I know Fast Five and Fast Five or Fast Five and Fast Six had stuff that kind of like overdid it. But when Fast Seven came out, then you actually knew that they were just making these now to make, to make money. money. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no doubt. Like that. Like Fast from, Seven, I think is the worst. This one. Dude, terrible. it's terrible. We it's we left the movie theater. And it took a few minutes, but I was like, that was bad. Dude, I it was so hyped up. I couldn't get over that movie how every time that uh, Vin Diesel and Jason Statham's characters ran into each other, they would just drive their cars yeah. head on yeah. at each other and just fucking crash into each other it, and it, be okay. It, like, yeah, like what? It was just a weird, uh, I don't know. Fast Five is. It's got to be. So it's fantastic. Good. I don't care if, what anyone says. The if, way it feeds right off of the fourth oh, no, one. Yeah. If you it's can so if you can somehow fit and okay, maybe Fast Nine and I'm hopeful that Fast Nine's not as bad as I actually think it is. There's just a lot of explaining to do oh, yeah. with Han and everything like that. Oh, but if, John Cena's his brother. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm t i I'm not even gonna say what I was gonna say. I'm pissed <laughs> off. Yeah, dude, it, the whole plot is just fucked. Dude, because there's so much. Not to mention now, you know what else is going to fuck us all up in the head when we see this? Boy. No one's talked about this yet. Is Lucas Black reprising his role? Yeah. He looks old as fuck yeah. now, dude. And timeline-wise, this is only supposed to be like a year yeah. after yeah, Tokyo Drift still. Dude, yeah. he does not look like a high school kid. And then how, how are you going to explain Han to him, Han to the rest of the people? Like... They'll say he was like an undercover agent or something. It was all planned. Well, they they, they figured out a good happen. way with Letty. Like they brought that was Let a good part of the story. It I was. Thought. Yeah, I mean, it was a little questionable, but it made sense. I don't like, know because there make there, this. there wasn't anything in the fourth one that like definitively showed her yeah, dying. Exactly. Yeah. Like any the, the her death scene in that movie was just Vin Diesel picturing it in his yeah, mind. Exactly. They didn't like, show it. Wasn't it wasn't actually, yeah, but like Han. And we've seen it multiple twice, twice now. Yeah. They've showed it in two movies. Like he's dead. Yeah, I don't like it. it and like John Cena. Oh, okay. See that ruins the whole. You go back to the old school movies. That ruins the whole story about how Dom and Dom and Mia, Dom and Mia, Dom yeah, and Mia, and their dad didn't say one word about. Never a mentioned your brother, and all. It just turns out that this many years later, your brother's like a. Big time international assassin. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, your brother's yeah. John Cena. Like, come on. I still haven't seen it yet, but now I wonder: Am I going to have to watch Hobbs and Shaw? Like, is there something? Is that going to connect uh, somehow? I bet it probably will. You know, it's. We, I heard that Hobbs and Shaw was actually pretty good. I know, so but, I, but I, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it either. It, it. It just the only reason that I haven't watched it is because. There was legitimate turmoil between oh, the cast to make that big movie. beef. Yeah, like it was. I believe it was something to do with Ty Reese was in the center of it. Something about um, it had something to do with paychecks, I believe, and how if they would make that movie, it was going to take away money from the other one. Well, and it pushed back the other one too. Yeah. Like which, yeah, I mean there was legitimate like beef going on. I think yeah. Vin Diesel was really pissed off at uh, the Rock. The Rock. Yeah. Well, and. I know it's been so long since they filmed this and it was actually going to come out, but I think we talked about it in early episodes. Wasn't there like an interview that we read where it was about Vin and the rock and it said, 
if you can feel tension in the movie, that's not acting. That's like legitimate. Yeah, they don't like each other. Yeah. But I think we talked about this like early probably on. way back. Because it was a, a legitimate article where it yeah. was like when they're going back and forth and there's that tension, that's not acting. That's legitimate tension between yeah. them. They don't like each other. And I don't, I think Tyrese isn't like on the greatest terms with The Rock or Vin Diesel either, which is weird. Tyrese probably feels wronged by Vin for still allowing all the rock stuff, which I understand like the, the fast five cast, even bringing in the rock, it was shaky. I was like, Jesus Christ, the rock's going to be in this. It I, hon- I honestly love, I thought it was awesome. His role. I was, I was very apprehensive about it as well, but I was, but, guys, but once you saw the movie, yeah. it worked. If you guys can remember, Fast Five was the first movie with The Rock where he was, like, jacked, fucking uh, yeah. huge. You were like, that's The Rock? Yeah, like, he was always big. Like, you had Gridiron Gang, The Rock. But then, like, Fast Five came out, and he was, like, a machine. And I, yeah. I could be wrong, but I think that movie also was the movie that put him back on the map. Oh, yeah. He wasn't in something for anything big for a while. It was all at basically at that same time. Yeah, I think he did... A couple things all around that Pain same and time, and, and it blew. I don't. I want to say maybe even uh, Ballers started around that time. Great show. That was his show. I think is it still running? Still running. Wow, very very great show. So yeah, I I um I I'm pretty nervous about this movie if I'm being honest, but I also know that I have to just ride with them, and it's the only thing that gives me hope is that Justin Lin's the director. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. He got, he hasn't done the last two. I think he did eight. Did he do eight? I'll, I'll check while we're talking, but I think he did eight. He mm. he didn't do seven, I think, and it, it was like the um the, the horror movie the guy horror. Which no, I'm sorry, he didn't do six or, or seven or seven. The guy who did s- seven was the guy that directed Straight Out of Compton. I d- I do and remember six that. was the horror movie guy. Yeah, no, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> Justin Lin did six horror movie guy did seven straight out of Compton guy did, did eight. eight. Yeah. Okay. Eight wasn't that bad. I was going to say there were a lot of good parts to eight. Yeah. Eight really wasn't. That was when they were driving through the windy roads and shit, right? Well, that's where they that's jumped like out of the airplane. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have, I should have explained it way better. Like when they jump out of the airplane with their yeah, cars with the parachutes and land on the, the windy road. No, that is, that's, that's seven. That's seven. Okay. So that part isn't terrible. That's where they rescue the girl from Game of so Thrones out of the bus, right? Yeah. That's seven? Yeah. So that little sequence isn't bad. It's just that, like, That's a cool sequence yeah. until until they start their cars start getting lit up by, like, those machine guns, and they yeah. all just live. One remember, yeah. one of the worst parts. And, oh, and they Dom drives off the cliff. Yeah. Like, right? dro- shoots off the cliff and just and, falls. And didn't he push a car in midair? Wasn't that... Wasn't that the movie where? Oh yeah, or was that? That might have been six. I don't know. And six, no. and six where six is where they're on the bridge with the tank, and and yeah. Vin Diesel jumps. jumps out of his car, <laughs> yeah. catches Letty in midair, and, lands and then on lands him. on another car <laughs> yeah. like back first, and it, and they're just fine. That's really the only bad scene of that. Lude, Lude is like, I hope we have a plan B, C, D's like they got a motherfucking tank. Yeah. Like they got a tank, dude. I I don't know. I'm I'm excited, but yeah. So he did Fast Six, and then um he's back for Fast Nine, and he's a producer. So I have hope, but it does does make me nervous for sure. But um, it's just weird. Yeah, I mean, if you if we want to do the lead in, so for all of you guys, we're we're doing this little intro here because we won't have enough mics to have all of us sit around. Um, we're having the ch- the caps chirp guys back on. 
right around playoff hockey, you can kind of take us into that because I know you're the hockey guy, and then it'll you'll hear like a beep, and then we'll jump into the interview. College hockey. And uh, now I want to introduce our guests from the Caps Chirp podcast. We got Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes. What's up, boys? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, thank you for having us. Uh, this is, a, I mean, every time we come here for the studio, it's just such a, a true uh, experience because the lights are on. You know, I feel like a, a bit of a celebrity. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it feels like you did this all for us, even though you didn't. Well, right. I, I feel no, like the, the next step we need to get is just makeup. So, like, if yeah. everybody comes down and there's a makeup artist ready to just put makeup on, I feel, I feel like once we get to the makeup step, that's when you know we really made it. Oh, yeah, no right. doubt. Well, no doubt. I kind of was going with uh, that a little bit. I actually had uh, pigtails in the car today. My wife made me. Uh, Why? Well, she took them out for me. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I looked ridiculous. Now. She's probably right. Can you, ridiculous now. Yeah, but this is better. Can you man bun that? <laughs> um, I'm not good at it. I mean, it, I can make it like a straight up ponytail, but it looks weird. Look, look, at, the, like, look at those fingers. Dude. I mean, they're just going to get caught up in any rubber band. That's sausage. How is married life? Good. Good. It's real good. We got two dogs now, and uh, it's going to be our second anniversary at the end of the month, and coming up on a year in the house. Good. Life's good. Time flies. Dead ass. Because the last time you guys were here, I know you guys were a part of the, the Hockey Podcast Network, but correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's grown much, much bigger since the last time we talked to you guys, so... Either you guys can just kind of fill us in on that because I just I just keep seeing podcasts off after podcasts now and now you guys got the DraftKings code which is huge. Well, you're in management, so you can talk about that. Oh yeah, well, so what had happened was the network, which was basically just a bootstrap organization out of Vancouver, um, put these teams, these the whole team, like the whole league has a, um, a podcast for each team, and they basically let it run for a year, which is kind of a feat in itself. Like, no one's ever done that before. And it caught the attention of investors who had a lot of money on their books and were willing to invest a lot. Now they're like technically media brands, I think is, is what it's called. And, uh, yeah, so now we're, we're funded a little bit. Those guys, through their connections, have raised a bunch of pretty intense have – Added us this this uh, DraftKings sponsorship, so I mean, I guess we kind of sold out, but in a good way. <laughs> I'm pumped about it. I mean, I wouldn't call that selling out. It's just kind of like going with the flow, right? Sure, right. yeah. I mean, that was the goal. Yeah, right. I mean, the the goal always has to be to grow. Yeah, and I mean, I I would have done way more for way less. Oh, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> well, just just like creeping and monitoring your guys' social media, your your page and individual pages, at least on Twitter. I feel like every time I look, your guys' followers are just gaining by the week, I feel like. Yeah. So is is that – do you think – you guys all work together and help promote each other, right? Like it's not like a kind of like a beef type thing, like, oh, fuck your team. I'm not going to listen to your podcast. Right, yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I actually go to the hashtag THPN. I go to latest, and I like everything until I get to a point where I, like, already like it every couple days. Um, And in addition to us liking and sharing each other's stuff, we're always, like, collabing. Um, We haven't done much with other shows lately, but 
Um, we've done quite a bit with the, the Pittsburgh guys, New York guys, and probably had at least a third of the, the NHL teams go to. Yeah, last year. I mean, I think that now that the NHL season kind of has the uh, divisions the way that they are with, you know, only playing division uh, rivals like eight times throughout the season, you kind of don't have that much of an excuse to go out of division. So we're kind of siloed. But, you know, last year, yeah, people were just like so willing to, to be like, yeah, let's go out with these teams. So that's really the big the big point of the network is that, you know, immediate like-minded and no hockey so you know you know check it out no for sure for sure yeah i mean that had to be i don't know whose idea it was to start it i don't know the guy's name but that had to be his overall goal yeah it was two guys uh ish and dylan uh so shout out ish and dylan and uh they yeah basically they were like we just want to talk about hockey and we want to do it in this way i mean i'm sure they had financial goals involved and uh but to go through like a year and then, especially during COVID, and then get that recognition and get picked up is definitely a feat for them. And hats off to them. Guys really deserve it. I mean, it's a, it was a pretty good idea. For sure. I mean, it's something that we've kind of talked about. Obviously, that's a, a grand scale. There's like 32 NHL teams. So you've got a big network. But, yeah. like, we've talked about networking with other people before. Well, it's a, I think it's just a smart thing to do in, in the podcast universe. And it, it's it's one of those things that's kind of like different for us because we're not, um, you know, we don't focus on like one team, one state, one country type thing. So we don't right. we don't necessarily want to just join up with something that doesn't really kind of vibe with us. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and that's why that's why I think the your guys's network's really cool. What's what's it like when you guys get to sit down and talk to like legends of the game that have played played like for however many seasons? I think personally, I think that's the coolest part. Like I know you guys probably have some research and like background on who's coming in, but we kind of talked about this last week. I bet the most exciting part of it is just learning stuff that you didn't know about that person. Yeah, no doubt. Paul, you want to take that one? I think that's Yeah, so um the interviews with Ole Kolvig and Carl Alsner, both former NHLers, we were both like super nervous before. And then when we had them back on, it was it was kind of like just talking to you guys. Um, and I was really nervous for the Chris and Lewicki interview as well because that was the first time we've had a, a women's pro on, and I wanted to make sure that we were doing that. And she's local, right? She's from Moundsville. Shout out, shout out. Yeah, so yeah. Moundsville. Wait, got, what? Yeah, what? Chris and Lewicki. Chris and John Marshall. That's why we we had her on. She's like, oh, I remember wheeling, the last name. Does she have a brother? Yeah, he, um, Ryan. He he played. He was a year or two ahead of us. He's the he one was who, a big fucking bruiser. Wasn't he's the he? one who tore us up <laughs> freshman year when we lost to JM. Okay, it was like him and Evid. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. They, they pretty much tortured us. Wow, I, that's I didn't know. I did not know his sister went on to play professionally. She's you guys got to have her on. She's real cool. Yeah. I'd love yeah, to have her on awesome. if she wants to come on. I'm sure Seriously. Tiggy's friends. Tig, yeah. I know you're listening, yeah. baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, shout out Tig. Yeah, she's the first West Virginia native to play professional, um, professional women, or first West Virginia native to play major league professional hockey. We've had a couple play in the ECHL, but she's the first one to go that far. But um, you know, circling back to your question, I never really thought I would ever get a chance to talk to people like this. And really, after what we've done and some of the connections we've made, I feel like it's just going to keep happening. Yeah, 
Oh, let me just add one thing. Because, I mean, boys, when you start a podcast, like, first of all, like, that's the new running joke, right? Like, every every dude between 25 and 30 has a fucking podcast. It really now, is, right? dude. Like, like, <laughs> it is. You know, and I've been doing this for, like, three, four years now. And it literally started from this. Drinking beer and talking hockey and, and you know, being a fucking troll. And, and someone was like, we should put you on a mic and do all this stuff. I heard that a bunch. And then finally I was like, all right, let's just figure out how to do it. And then we did it. It was shit. <laughs> and then, you know, you pro- progressively get better, right? I mean, I'm sure you, this is very familiar familiar territory uh, for you guys, too. Um, and then it's just how it grows. Did I ever think at that time, you know, yeah, like I had, like, ridiculous drunken delusions of grandeur saying, like, oh, yeah, one day maybe I'll talk to a pro, like a pro. And I'm thinking, like, like a, a ECHL player at best. But to get Iron Man Carl Alzner, who played, like, 900, almost 1,000 games in the show and, like, and these people, I mean, you know, I think that hockey players are a little bit different breed. They're, like, really, you know, real laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude was like, yeah, I don't really email or, like, DM on Twitter. Like, just call, like, just text me. He just, like, handed out his number. I'm like, dude, I could be, like, I don't know. Like, you're a millionaire. I'm uh, some guy you don't know. And you're just like, yeah, I'll come on the pod. And, and yeah, now we text, so we're, like. It's pretty. It's pretty fucking cool. You guys text, dude. I, yeah, I was texting last night. Like, hey, you want to come on? Like, what do you think of this? Like, have you seen the playoff matchups? Like, they're crazy. And he's like, Yeah, dude, it's insane. It's fucking crazy. That's fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, fucking. It, it, cool. It's really cool, and it makes me wonder. Like, have you guys um, reached out to any more professional players? I'm sure you've oh, had. Yeah. You know who came to mind for me was uh, what was his, I think his last name was Beasley, right? You tried to reach out to him. Was it Beasley? Beagle. Beagle. His jersey. Yeah, Beagle. Jay Beagle. Oh, I didn't even notice that. So Carl. Carl. Yeah. Well, doesn't a, isn't Grant friends with him? Yeah, yeah. and so is yeah. Carl. Yeah, Carl's Carl's good friends with him too. Like, uh, but <laughs> we were like, dude, if you get Jay Beagle um on this podcast, we'll die. And he was like, dude, if I were to do that, I'd have probably have to like be here like pushing buttons for him because dude, this guy had a flip phone till like 2012. Like he Legend. he yeah he he does like completely uh technology illiterate so uh, i don't know i mean it's in the works we we try it but the number one piece of advice i could give is just like ask you know if you want oh, yeah. somebody just ask you know say look we're real big fans you know don't don't kiss their ass too hard but you know moderate amount of ass kissing i i i think that's the key honestly yeah. it, it's not to just like fanboy or fangirl right. over the person just essentially hitting them up and saying like let's sit down and have a conversation and i yeah. i put myself in your guys' shoes from, like, a football perspective. Like, I always think if I was doing a Denver Broncos podcast, how insane it would be to talk to old Denver Broncos players. And then I I look at you guys, and you guys are doing it all the time. It just makes me so excited for you guys because it's only going to keep going up. You know what I mean? I hope so. No, I'm not kidding. You guys are incredible. (laughs) Like, Thank you. I love listening to you guys. The best fucking thing with you is – (laughs) <laughs> that clip where you are being dead serious and your background just falls out. Dude, right? that, was, that was a funny <laughs> We yeah. talked about that down here for hours, bro, because you you just tried to zone in so hard and you were trying to keep it together. <laughs> yeah. And then you just his, his initial out. look when it happens and then he 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 tries to keep it together too. It's just priceless. So, <laughs> well, since then I have uh instead of like the the stick on things, I put in uh drywall hooks. So Okay. Smart. It's smart. Wow. Smart. So I I, I want to you know speaking of social media, I have a a picture from social media that I'd like to show. Oh, 
Yes, I have it right here. Um, this is from back in November. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, for, for the people listening, go ahead and explain it first. JT can put it oh, in the it, clip. It's all right there if you want to read it. Okay, yeah, so I go. <laughs> I, Brutal. So, uh, shout out Tip of the Iceberg Podcast. Those are our um, counterparts on the Hockey Podcast Network. And I said, you know, it was Penn's weekly poll. They always do these these cute little polls. Uh for their for their fans and and I retweeted and said, look, if you think the Penguins are going to make playoffs, you're wrong. That was on eleven. That was what November thirtieth, or yeah, yeah, uh, preseason. Holy fuck, yeah, that's that is a that is a preseason hot take. It's a deep and, dive, and I completely you forgot, forgot about this. You <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. That's fucking amazing. Um, yep, and I I agreed to twenty. I am don't have any cash. Fuck. I have Venmo. Paul, <laughs> yeah, there we go. What's your Venmo? Well, no, fuck no. It. we'll do it right well, here. On well, the air. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's the Venmo? Juice box czar is my Venmo. Okay. No, yeah, but no, I'm you know the best. I'm glad you're, you're a man of your word. Always pays his debts. Well, the the best part about the whole thing is I completely forgot about it, and then we got down here, and Zar's like, dude, you have to find these tweets from when we bet twenty for making the playoffs, and I was like. Oh shit! And I was scrolling so far back, and I got to December, and I'm like, dude, I don't think it's here anymore. Like, I don't know where the fuck it's at. And then he ended up pulling it up. But yeah, dude. Well, sh- so I'd like to, to actually talk um, playoff matchups now. Right. So we got Bruins and Caps. We'll start off with them. I mean, what what's your guys' overall take on this series? Because I think it, it legitimately has the potential to be like a, a fucking bloodbath. I think it's going to be possibly the most physical series in the entire playoffs. I agree. Um, I think it'll go seven, and I'm. I have a hunch that, and obviously, I'm being hopeful because it's my team. I think the winner of this series goes to the cup. Okay. Really? I mean, wow. I think the East is so even. I think it's the best division in hockey this year. That, yeah, I mean, I can't even disagree with that. Very well, the winner of that series could make it to the Cup. I filled out, like, seven brackets, and I I, I took the Caps to win, like, three of them. But I think three or four brackets, even though I picked them to win the Cup, I picked the Bruins over them. That's how even I think this thing is. It's going to be crazy, and it's it's got all the the makings of, like, I don't want to say a historic series, but maybe, however it goes. I mean, the fact that, like, Chara's first season with a new team. He's playing his old team first yeah. round. What a narrative. It's like right? Brett Favre coming back playing the Packers. I didn't even know that. It's, dude, yeah. Chara, his entire career with the Bruins. Now he's about to play him. And like, was captain. He's was the Bruins' Cap- Tom Brady. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, I know Chara just from playing NHL. I had no idea he plays for the Caps now. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. That's so, a fucking storyline, like you just yeah. said. The Bruins said, look, we're, we're, we're shifting directions. And Chara was like, but I'm not washed. Bruins fans and the Bruin organization basically said, mm, I think we, we think you kind of are. You might not get a lot of playing time if you stay with us, if you resign. Or you can go test free agency. And he tested, he was like, all right, fuck you, and tested free agency. Caps picked him up for close to league minimum. Mm-hmm. So, what a steal. You know, the yeah, shitty I mean, thing. Yeah, exactly. Or I guess not He's shitty thing. Well. It's kind of funny, but the Bruins at one point this season were like, hurt on the back end too they oh, could have yeah. used yeah. him they i think could've. their their entire defensive lineup except maybe one guy were all yeah, i think AHL mcavoy guys. was the only one like carrying the load yeah i mean yeah, and the, i think he went down for a while yeah so it's it's kind of ironic but it's going to be very very weird to see those moments where um like scrums happen and stuff 
and you got these guys because you know for a fact that they have so much love for Chara yeah. and oh, yeah. vice versa. But that's just not the way Chara is. Well, All so right. far like, this season, he's tried to engage a few people, and whether it's respect or fear, they stay they the don't. Hell away from yeah, him. I mean he's he he probably loves the guys, but he's like, this is my team. I'll fuck yeah, you up. Yeah, like this is just the game. It's a game. Yeah, right. Like this is what I got to do. So pro. I'm completely unbiased here. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you two. I'm a I'm a playoff hockey guy. So oh, I best best time of sports is what yeah. you get. So I I will start watching the Penguins on Sunday. I'll start learning the new players and I'll roll from there. All over social media the past couple weeks, and I, I unbiasedly I want to know what is, what's the opinion on Tom Wilson. I know he's getting crazy heat. <laughs> And I, and I know a lot of people hate him, but as a Caps fan, like what what's what's your kind of take on him? And you're smirking, you're smirking, kind of excited to hear what you're about to say. Let's talk in the mics here, boys, because this is this is the moment. This well, is it. We have a I, so maybe what is it a year ago, two years ago, even now at this point when I made that meme, St. Thomas. Oh meme. yeah. So I made I photoshopped like one of those old like. Catholic cards uh-huh. that have yeah. like you know like the lines that are like painted or whatever. <laughs> I just photoshopped his face onto it because it says Saint Thomas on it. It's like the Saint Thomas. I don't know. You could you tell you me. Could pull you it up. Yeah, it's probably Saint Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, um, yeah if you go to our Twitter, we've probably posted it within the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll, ch- I'll check while you guys talk. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I know. Look, Tom Wilson's a stand-up citizen, a great guy. He's a saint. Um, probably top five humans in all of, all of the world right now. Um, I would say he's just misunderstood. I think that a lot of people give him a lot of shit for no real reason. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's good. That's uh, good. So, um, he, I mean, look, I think that he's had his last, his last little stint. May, the optics were terrible, right? Uh, you know, he, he hit a prone player in the shoulder while they were face down on the ice. Not a good look. And then the star player of the New York Rangers jumped on his back and he ragdolled him. I mean, the NHL views that as a normal thing that happens every night in the NHL. You know, you get into scrums and you wrestle and the 150-pound guy lost to the 230-pound man-child. Like, I could have – I mean, what did you expect him to do, burst out in prayer? So, at, as a fan – do you wor- do you worry now, like with the playoffs and and all the seriousness for all the games that are about to happen, that he he's going to be like honed in on with a magnifying glass, and they're going to try to like like is that something you think about going forward? Oh, he will be, yeah. and he'll have a target physically on his back. But you know, like I said, man child, you know, can't hurt that. Um, yeah, I mean, Paul, you want to add to that? I, I don't. I, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of him like blowing a series because of his antics. I don't. I don't think that he's that player. You know. I mean, so I think Cavs fans love him. Um, some people have said like they they thought what he did was wrong, but for the most part, most people had his back. Um, I think for the playoffs, people are going to try to provoke him, and from my point of view, every time the whistle blows, he needs to get his ass back in there. Yeah, he he'll do to, well to avoid that. He needs to stay stay clear of everything. I think even the I mean, hitting is a big part of his game. Momentum swings. I think he needs to think twice before laying hits, just because he's so valuable. He's a twenty goal scorer. I mean, he he is very important to the team, and his physicality is a, is a big part of that. But 
he is just as valuable without the hip. So I think he'll be okay, but all it takes is one thing to one little like wire snap. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you know what? Here's the thing. I'll, I'll say one last thing about it. His suspensions and the heat he's gotten are from between the whistle plays. The hits going high, injuring players. You know, I mean, Zarley, you can you can agree with that, right? Like, I mean, it's not it's uh, not like he beats people up after the whistle and like drops no. them on their head, and no, that's no, no. why he gets suspended. Uh, you know, he he's a he is a fighter. Don't get me wrong, but got over eighty. NHL I mean, fights. I yeah. think what Paulie said is is a, a very good take on the situation. It's actually kind of crazy. There was a point in his career where he had, and I'm I, I'm almost ninety nine percent sure about this. He had more games suspended than he did goals. Oh yeah, a few First couple years, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> and and now to see like the the offensive player he's blossomed into, or like complete hockey player, you're absolutely right. Like if he can get keep his game in check, I mean, you know, every team is going to want him. You know what I mean? Sure. Every team would want him on, on their team if he can play that way. I think you're right, though. I think people are definitely going to bait him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Who I think the league he? is going to have a magnifying glass on him. Yeah, uh, I, fucking idiots, I so. think there's no doubt about that. And I think it's funny. I don't see anyone on the Bruins that could kind of hold their weight against him. It would have been Chara. <laughs> well, yeah. he's fought Chara before. Right, and yeah, it was exactly. pretty close to a draw. Um, they've got this new kid, Frederick. He's yeah, actually dropped I, a few times with Wilson. But he's not projected to make their yeah, I don't think he's their lineup, like really? starting lineup. I mean, he's a fucking bum. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the only other guy I can see maybe kind of size-wise is Tenorti. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But, dude, Tanev fucking rocked him, put him on his ass. I don't think... I don't think if he were if he were to go head to head with Wilson, I don't see it. The only playoff teams that have someone that is like his equal in terms of manness is Vegas. Is Vegas? Madness. Yeah, that's it. Who, who's yeah. Vegas have? Ryan Reeves. Okay, um, yeah. but and, Ryan Reeves isn't going to see a playoff game. Yeah, probably. I mean he's a he's a plug. I mean he's going to touch the ice only if they play the Caps. Right. I mean his right. most famous goal Which, is a cross check that didn't get called and then he scored. You know he's another guy a good example of like because he he is he's actually like an athletic freak if he could turn his game offensively into what tom wilson has done he could be more than a plug yeah but he contributes a little bit a little bit but if he didn't have the physicality he'd be in the ahl yeah i mean he creates space out there i'd say for sure when he's out there there's no doubt about that but his demeanor too is just kind of it's just something else. Like yeah. anytime he drops the gloves, you're like, "Oh yeah, this dude!" He, like he just thinks he's the biggest badass on the planet. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like just as a casual fan, and I could be completely wrong, but I feel like there's been a lot more fights in the NHL too. Like I feel like they're letting him throw hands a little more. It might just be because recency bias, where I just saw that Rangers Caps game where they were just like fighting every single second. But well, I, I feel like I just see a lot more fights on Twitter. Well, this season with the restructuring of the schedule, you only played your divisional opponents, and they played everybody eight times. Where normally so, they would play four. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's part of it. They, they're they almost just getting sick of each other. And it's yeah. it's like they're playing mini playoff series the yeah. whole season. Right. So I think it's – there probably was more fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no stats to back that up. I mean, it, 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 looked like it. it looked like it. I mean, again, I don't have the stats to back that up, but it definitely looked like it, and it was completely to do with playing divisional opponents eight times each. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now you got to play in the playoffs again. Yeah, right. I mean, the Caps, if they go to seven games, they'll play the Bruins 15 times in one season. 
Yeah. Eight that, times it, in a row. And that's uh <laughs> that's almost an entire NFL season against one team. Damn. Yeah, that's that's, that's a crazy. crazy way to think about it. I mean, that's brutal stuff right there. If, if if you just thinking of that as like a beer leaguer, if I played the same team fucking fifteen times, I'd hate all of them. Well, yeah. I can tell you from experience playing for West Lib, how many times we played Jesuit Marshall and Denison. Yeah, tempers yeah. flare. Yeah, because you see the same guys, you you get sick of the shit. They keep you know people do the same stuff, and you lose it. And we had plenty of fights with those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Does it? Does that make hockey more exciting in a way where, like, w- would that be something that you guys would want on a on a permanent scale? Kind of like playing in your division more, kind of how the NFL does it, where you play in your division twice or however many times, and you only play like a couple teams out of the division. That's an incredibly good question because I haven't even. So you know, obviously, we're covering the Caps. Whenever Caps game's on, we're texting, we're writing in the Google Doc outline, like, just what happened. Sometimes I'm writing, and I see him jump into my paragraph and say, you're a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Just to to make make him known, make it known that I'm here. Um, I uh, I don't think I've had enough time to digest it. I don't don't like it. I like like to see see every every team, just because I think that that, I thought that was kind of a draw to the NHL. You know, you play kind of like in baseball. You know, you you get to see every team. Uh, that is correct, right? I mean, a hundred oh, million yeah. games. Yeah, play, right? I think they yeah. play every. Yeah, because they've got the whole games. like uh, interdivisional or interconference play, like in yeah. June and July. Yeah, like, they right. play, they play like a hundred and eighty-two games, I think, which right. is yeah. fucking nuts. <laughs> nuts, right? But uh, you know, like with with the eighty-two game season that hockey is, like I would now remember there's only fifty-six fifty-six games this time this season. So, uh, bad throw. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I would rather see because, you know, there, there's stars on the West Coast that we want to see. Like, how do we match up against the Avalanche? Who knows? Yeah, that is true. Well, that's know, like, it. We, no one has any idea right now with the playoffs because right. you haven't played any. Right. So it makes the playoffs like way more intense because, okay. cause, you know, you're going, the only time you're ever going to see somebody from the opposite side of, of the country is during the, the uh, the actual final, the, the last series. The reason I bring that up is because I was watching you on that live stream. I think this week with the two, the two chicks. Yeah, the uh, slapshot sweethearts. And oh, you, yeah. you were talking about, or they asked you a question about the Canadian division, and you kind of broke that down. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, for hockey, because I, I, I can get where you're coming from a hundred percent, but in terms of bringing juice back to certain areas, it kind of would be cool if all the Canadian teams just played each other all the time. And then you had those regions. But like I said, I, I completely understand what you mean. Too. Yeah, and you got to think like Canadian, the Canadian teams are like dotted, like across the whole continent. Right. True. So yeah. like, True. it's, it's, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I'm it's sure like there's Boston a, to San Jose. You right. Know I mean, cause yeah. they go from Toronto and Montreal all, all the way to Vancouver. So yeah. And Calgary, yeah. that's pretty expensive. Um, I think, in terms of rivalries, though, it's been it's benefited the Canadian division the most. Um, I've actually thought in the past when I see like Caps only played the Pens four times, damn, I wish they played more often. After this season, eight is definitely too many. I think six at most each divisional opponents. But I really I agree with Troll. I I enjoy seeing the West Coast teams, especially guys who go to the games. Like when are you going to see Connor McDavid if you're in Miami? Right. 
once a year when they come what, to town. What, what's your take on it? Do you like it? Do you do you dislike it? I, you- I think this year was pretty cool as a one-off thing. Yeah. Like, it was, it was exciting, and I remember when they announced it, I was like, okay, you know, this means that, like, every single game, I'm going to be hyped up to watch it, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, I was going to say, yeah. obviously, we had Buffalo in the division this year, Jersey, and yeah. that was weak, but, you know, most of the games, like, they were all meaningful. Those yeah. points oh, yeah. all counted. So, you know, this wasn't, you know, we've seen things in the past in a full season where you could start off on a major slump. And still make the playoffs if you have a good back half of the year. Stuff like that. I wonder, you know, when we go back to normal, I was reading things about the league really liked these little two two game sets and they might stick with that in a full season. I like that's that. cool. Like yeah. back to back as well. Yeah, like, like save series. a lot of money. Yeah. Like yeah. you'll save a lot of travel money yeah. and do all these like little back to back sets. I would be completely okay with that. But I wanna see it turned back. I wanna be playing Canadian teams, West Coast teams. And I also wonder about, you know, I, I don't want to put anyone down or anything, but I wonder about, like, points inflation. Like, you got to wonder oh, yeah, how good is the Canadian division. Exactly. I mean, that's yeah. that's what you look at Twitter, except for the Canadian fans. What, 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 real quick, what do you mean by that? Like, so, as like an average the players, fan, I don't know like what you mean. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid, are, like, have a shit ton of points this year. Like, like record goals, assists, and shit. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, if, like, if, if, if put into a 82-game uh, season, they're saying Connor McDavid is on pace to be second all-time NHL history leading like, point in one season. Like, he's guy. fucking c- killing it. What was it, a 56-game season? He has, like, 105 points right now. Yeah. I mean, he probably, really probably would have. Is it over 100? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like he, additional <laughs> 25 games, he probably is getting up to 180. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he went on a monster tear. And, again, I'm not discrediting him. He's probably the best player in the world. Oh, yeah. No, I yeah. mean, if we're being honest, he's he's – incredible to watch very, says carl alsner very he's very much an electric factory out there and uh but again uh, you gotta kind of wonder about inflation from just playing within that division i right yeah like they're it was easier for them to get it right yeah yeah, yeah. so again like i personally believe that the east was the toughest division in hockey this year oh yeah i it's, think it's not even close so it's i agree but it's interesting to say that because uh you know, obviously, we follow some stats guys who are doing some really ridiculous math homework uh, after every game, and uh, you look at uh, uh, they they there. I and I just saw a tweet from Jay Fresh. So shout out Jay Fresh. Um, he's been on the show. Yeah, uh, and he's like some up and coming Twitter hockey Twitter star with his player cards. He calls them how he's rating an algorithm. Um, but you know he's uh, he's saying that actually teams benefited a lot in the East for having for getting to play Buffalo and New Jersey, and that's because we, each team played them eight times. They were just so bad. Yeah, I saw I saw this too. I saw tweets about that. I might even saw it from your feed, possibly. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Oh yeah, damn, uh, he's got eighteen thousand followers. Oh damn, dude! Last year he had like eight k. He's killing it. We helped make uh, it. I, I can agree. <laughs> <laughs> I can agree with us. with that sentiment, but like at the same time, I think every division had weak teams at the bottom. Sure, that's yeah. why they're at the bottom, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, who's to say that if you don't plug Buffalo in the Canadian division, they finish a little better? That's 
Yeah. You just don't know. Everything's everything's just up in the air. Uh, And I I wonder if we run into one of these situations this year where, like, I don't know how often you see this in sports. A lot of times people use it as an excuse, but, like, oh, we came out of the best division this year and we just beat each other up. That's why we didn't make it all the way to the finals. But I kind of wonder if you run into a situation like that at the East. Well, I think that in the playoffs we are. Uh, I was going to say, these first two rounds in the East are probably going to be killers. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the the Boston Cap series is going to be physical from the get go, um, especially because both teams know that both teams have had injury problems. I mean, you can't tell me from playing competitive hockey that you aren't going to like if you knew a guy on the other team, like if you're going to go play a seven game series, you knew that guy had some sort of lower body ailment that you weren't that you weren't going to be like, throwing hip checks all, all, day. all day. I mean, I think there's a little bit of bad blood between the, the Bruins and Caps, too. I that hit earlier in the year, the yeah. Wilson hit St. Thomas. I mean, I think it's going to be – here's what I say. I'm going to tune into all of them. Oh, yeah. And I don't yeah. normally do that. Sure. For, I, I we, usually only watch my team in the playoffs until I'll watch, like, the later game that's on after. Yeah, and, and here's here's something else that we haven't considered yet because playoffs have not started. Um, look at the matchups around the league. You've got Toronto versus Montreal. That – what the fuck is that? That never Huge rivalry there. Yeah, I mean, those are two close Canadian uh, cities that are going to probably, you know. First time crazy. I think they've played in the playoffs since the 60s, I yeah, saw. Right. I, I listen to NHL radio on satellite sometimes, and they were saying that Montreal in Toronto is Yankees-Red Sox on steroids. Yeah. Damn. Oh, so, yeah. It's going to be madness. The fan bases, yeah. I mean, it's kind of true. Well, the, the It thi- is going to be crazy. The thing that gets me excited as a casual fan, because kind of how you guys said, the divisions really played each other and beat up on each other. I feel like there's a chance that there could be a lot of series this year where you see somebody take like an early 2-0, even a 3-0 lead, and then the other team figures out the the other side that they haven't had to play, and there there's a better chance this year that there could be one of those like 4-0 runs, like a somebody blew a 3-0 lead. I, I yeah. feel like, I, I don't know, but just by listening to what you guys are saying, I guess I didn't realize that I knew that they broke it down in regions, but it kind of makes sense because I feel like I'd ask Brady every night. I'm like, who are the Pens playing? And he always said the Islanders. I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. who he always said. So, well, like, it, it yeah. makes sense. It's a lot like March Madness once they get past the first two rounds when, you know, you see you play a team you've never seen before. Right. You know, like Kentucky that. goes into play George Mason. Yeah, you know, that, that's, yep. It's going to be that kind of familiar familiarity. Big words, and, love it. Yeah. And, you know, just two other series I'd like to highlight. The Battle of fucking Florida in hockey. I'm excited for that. I'm super excited. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, Joel Quinville sick. coached Florida Panthers. That's their first playoff uh, appearance in years. Uh, against I, they got the, a good team, man. Yeah, and against, against the reigning Stanley Cup champion. And then the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Nashville Predators. Like, that what fourth, the fuck? The fourth spot in that division was just like a – a consolation prize, like it. It yeah. didn't matter. I was gonna say Carolina is gonna. I, I think Carolina is gonna, gonna destroy them. them. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I, I mean, the thing is, is that like that's a matchup that you would only see normally in the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, exactly. That exactly. That's very very cool about that. Yeah. I mean, you're you're completely right. That's normally an East and a West team. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> so that's it's, it's, it's crazy. pretty cool. Well, let's move on to Penn's Islanders predictions. Isles and three. <laughs> well, so going back to me and my brackets, I think I pretty much – well, I did seven, so it can't be even split. But 
they were pretty much 50-50. I, I took, them, took them both, like, just at, at random. I think I think it's going to be going to end in six, but I don't know who it's going to be. That, and that's been a lot of people's basically same idea about it. Six games, either Pens or Islanders. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good matchup between the Penguins' speed and the Islanders' team defense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably the largest or the, the most exaggerated clash of styles. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with that. I personally, I'm a Pens fan, so I want to get that out of the way. I try not to talk with bias. I Nobody's perfect. I can say that the past two years, Except Addison, right? I didn't have, like, <laughs> I didn't have a lot. Like, obviously, I'm always going to think the Pens are going to win. But the last two years, I, I wasn't going into the postseason with, like, confidence. That sure. makes sense. Like, yeah. it just didn't feel right. You'll get a feeling. I, I can't say that, like, honestly, at the end of 2018, I did have a good feeling about the Pens. Obviously, we know what happened that year. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you what happened. But um, that was the last time. Until this year, I truly feel a little bit different about this Pens team. I think depth-wise, they're strong. I'm not saying they're going to make it out of the East, but I think at least this first round, I think they beat the Islanders in six, probably. That's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, would, a very good chance. They, they they pretty much dominated the Island, Islanders in the regular season this year. I know that doesn't mean shit when we get to the playoffs, but I, I do. I just have this this different feeling this year, so overall, I'm just excited for it to start. Yeah, I think what's I think that for the Penguins, goaltending is going to be an issue. Uh, well, a question mark. And Jari could, you know, come out and prove everybody wrong. I hope he doesn't. Uh, but He has looked you know, good at the end of the season. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> you know, I think that the goaltending on the New York Islanders side is good. Their team defense is good. But that's where it ends. I mean, their offense is Matt Barzal. So if you can shut one guy down, which, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, you're going to hamstring them unless they somehow, you know, pull an L.A. Kings and start scoring from all all lines at, at all times. Then it's well, then, you know, I think their big question mark is their deadline acquisitions. If they can, yeah. if they can, you know, become what they were brought in to become, it makes them that more dangerous. But but honestly, they've kind of been slumping since the deadline. You're talking about Jeff Carter. Well, that's who the Pens brought in, but the Islanders they brought in uh, Zay Jack and Paul Mary, right? Yeah, Their yeah. name boy. Paul Mary. Yeah. Speaking of Notre Dame boys, their captain Anders Lee, uh, him being hurt with a season en- season ending injury, I mean he's pretty much aside from Barzal, he's their offense. Yeah, he yeah. gets in front of the net, no. just uses that big ass body and pounds Dude, away. He, he's it's incredible, good as, garbage. Good as fuck. Yeah, like, so low key, he's a very good. Not having player. actually, he's yeah. the reason I won uh, fantasy one year. No one knew who he was. I picked him because he was a Notre Dame guy, and it was the year he took off. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think. It really hurts them as a team who isn't super offensive that probably their second best, or not best, but their second most effective scorer has been hurt and it's done for the season. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge loss. And he's your captain. You know, that's yeah. Exactly. Big, big loss for them. Um, I, I got a question. Yeah, so, in terms of top, I'm just going to do top five because I know there's a bunch of incredible players that are playing in the playoffs. Is our... Are Sid and Ovi still in like the top five best players that are playing now, or are there younger guys that kind of 
kind of knock them down. Like I heard you guys say McDavid, Matthews. Are there other in the playoffs? Or yeah. In the league. No, in the playoffs. Like right now, if you had to rank your top five guys, would Crosby and Ovi or one or the other be in that? Or are there other guys that me as like a casual fan should start paying attention to for the future? Well, Crosby will never be in it for me, but uh, Ovi definitely. Um <laughs> <clears throat> I would say, though, it's funny that you say that because we're seeing like a, a similar kind of relationship between Matthews and McDavid. McDavid's more of a playmaker, but also buries. I mean, the dude's got jets. He's super fast, uh, big, bigger body, and, and can it, finish. Is he? He plays for the Oilers. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, so Matthews the does the leaves, he does right? Stick handling yeah. stuff that I didn't even know was possible. Yeah, and the thing is, he does it so fast. It's just that. He's one of those players that, you know, in the league you see a lot of players that may be that fast, mm-hmm. but their hands can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, McDavid, it's like it's like he um, slows time down. It's, it's fucking crazy. wild. Yeah, Look up some McDavid highlights. You'll be like, this dude's a cheat code. Well, yeah. I, I just remember him because he was on the cover of NHL a couple, mm-hmm. years, a couple ago, years ago, and he was incredible in that three-on-three um Game mode. Game mode. Yeah. Like, he could score <laughs> all the time. So He's like the NHL's Patrick Mahomes. He's a cheat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got, well, that's a, a good, good comparison. Yeah, it is a good comparison. I mean, it's dead ass. I, obviously, I don't think he's on a championship caliber team like no. Mahomes has been. Which is insane. It is insane. Like, how do you have him you have and like Dreisaitl? Yeah, I know. I, it's wild. Not. Yeah, see, I think um, OV, I think, is still the best scorer, but – I don't think I'd put either of the two in the top five in the playoffs. Okay. I mean, two of them are on the Oilers with McDavid and Dreisaitl, and then there's um, Nathan McKinnon in Colorado. Oh yeah. I've heard Matthews that name. up. He's from the same hometown as Crosby. They, they're actually they're on um, Tim Hortons commercials together. Really? Yeah. That's yeah McKinnon cool. and Crosby. Um, and uh, Matthews up in, in uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Number five, I'm not sure. I just even though Ovechkin and Crosby are still both extremely uh, valuable. I wouldn't put him in the top five, at least in terms of, like, if you have to pick someone from every team to double team, I wouldn't put those two in the top five. Okay. No, man. I mean, j- just like I said, like, for me, I'm, I'm a playoff hockey guy, so I, I will watch a lot of the games just because they'll be on TV. And I, I liked uh, – in, in hockey – in hockey and the NBA, I'm more of, like, a player dude. Like, I like watching certain guys because, like – Back in the day, even when it was all Crosby and all Ovechkin, just watching those guys, how they played is just phenomenal. When it, it I, I hurt getting up off the couch, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And those guys can just dangle like crazy. So, no, that that's interesting. Well, Let for me- another football reference, I'd say Crosby and Ovechkin are kind of like Rodgers. Yeah. Like, still extremely. Denver Broncos quarterback. Yeah. Well, hopefully he comes to Oakland. I'll give up the car for him. But, but they're both still extremely effective. But their time's running out. You want to hear my theory real fast? Yeah, let's we'll go to football. So you and me are both AFC West guys, family members. So I'm just going to keep it real with you. I'm not going to yeah. talk shit. <laughs> the reason I think Rodgers is going to Denver is because his new fiance, wife, girlfriend is Shailene Woodley, who lives in Boulder, Colorado. Well, that makes it an easy choice. Super Bowl bound, bitches. Sounds like a Paul move. But I wanted to make a comment on your your players. Uh, why you watch for the players. That's actually how I became a Capitals fan. I was an Avalanche fan. And because of Ovechkin, I I was an Ovechkin fan, and then just naturally I became a Capitals fan. Okay. I need to interject here. 
Because this, this, you just reminded me. This is something I wanted to bring up. It's for both of you. You just kind of answered it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask. You probably know what I'm going to ask. Well, why am I a Caps fan? Were you always a Caps fan? Or were, did you pull one of those fucking things where you were like, I hate Pittsburgh and I hate Crosby, so I'm going to pick his rival? Well, no. I lived in, I lived out, I went to high school outside D.C. Okay. County. That's yeah. fair. So, uh, shout out 703. But. That's, I mean, you know, the Caps, but back then the Caps were garbage. We had just gotten Yager. Uh, we'd, we'd go to, like, the first or second round of the playoffs and get bounced, you know, reoccurring theme there. But, uh, still. yeah, still. And um, so, no, I, I was definitely a Caps fan there, but, like, moving here ignited it for me. Because right. Of, of all the shit bag, you know. <laughs> I get it. I get Mine it. was <laughs> a combination of what you said, and I just love the way Obi played. Yeah. Scoring, hitting. Right. Like, I just loved it. I can just remember, you know, I think that would have been, was it our freshman year of high school? Was their first year in the league? I, th- I think it was. If no, myself. sooner than that, 05. That was yeah. uh, seventh grade. Okay. Well, still, like, still. I was graduating high school. Early on. <laughs> so, like, I can remember that being a, a theme in the halls at Central. Like, oh. people were just. Because, you know, this this area has a lot of Steelers and Pittsburgh haters. I think I'm looking at three of them at this table <laughs> yeah. with me. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And, like, people just hate Pittsburgh, and it was very obvious there was people just picking Ovechkin because he was the inverse to Crosby, and and, it, and that has turned into a 15-plus-year fanship, if you want to call it, of the Capitals. Yeah, yeah. a great rivalry at that. I mean, well, just real quick, I think that uh, you know we should be thankful to be watching hockey during the Absolutely. It's the best hockey that's ever been played ever. That That's when I started watching, so I feel like I'm going to get – the reason I ask about the top five is I feel like I'm going to get spoiled once they're gone, kind of like a like a Brady-Rogers-Bree well, situation. It's going to be very fucking weird when they're both out of the league. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. going to oh, yeah. be very, 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 very strange. I can't even stress it enough. Right. I'm hoping they both play till they're fucking 40 because right. I need it. Well, luckily, McDavid – is going to he's got 15 more years at least so yeah. yeah it won't be Crosby Ovechkin anymore but someone who's on the same caliber is going to slide right in yeah I'd say it's been about a two or three year process of slight like just every year the, the torch gets just passed a little bit closer yeah from you don't like David. didn't want to admit it yeah. and you were kind of admitting it then yeah. you're like oh, they're pretty fucking good yeah. and now it's kind of like they're he's McDavid's like I don't even want to say leagues above, but he's leagues above. So, I yeah. I swear to God, I mean, like he does things that I've not seen before. We're in the acceptance stage of him. Yeah, so I mean, pretty much. Yeah, you can't deny it. But it, I, I like I have to agree, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off again. But that era of hockey and still up to now is, I mean, it's wild. Like everyone used to say, the Penguins, like all oh, their biggest rivalry for decades is the Flyers. Yeah. Like the, yeah, I don't feel that way, right. but I don't feel that way. Yeah, people. If you if you want to ask me, and I'm sure old school old heads Penguins fans are still going to say that, but like no doubt in my mind, the past 15 plus years, it's been the Capitals. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, the no, biggest no. rivalry. I, I just I I don't think there's any arguing against it. We're, yes, back in Sid's early half of the career, there were still some like crazy battles with Philly, but yeah. I still think that that Capitals rivalry because it's always stayed competitive. Philly has right. gotten shitty a couple oh, yeah. times. Yeah. Caps Pens is always like, you're going to get up for that game. It's a big game. Yeah, in their careers, Crosby's only missed the playoffs once, and I think Ovechkin twice. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Uh, no, Crosby's never missed. 
His first, yeah, his first, or his first year. His first yeah, year. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of the how many straight. And the yeah, only reason that, that Ovi missed is that fucking Adam Ovi said we can talk about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, dude, it's definitely uh, one of those awesome drafts for me. I had something else. Well, I, I'll pick it up. For me, like, I've only been to one NHL game, and what? I was – Gotta up those numbers. Dude, but what rookie numbers. But here, I'll explain this to you and you'll understand why I haven't gone to another one. So it was back in 09, I think, when the pen the year after they lost to Detroit and then they beat Detroit. I think it was 09. 09. So I was big watching hockey, and my dad was like, Hey, let's go up and watch the big screen. And I was like, Okay, cool. So we go up there, it's against the Capitals game. Game uh, game four, I believe. It could be game three or game four. And we get up there, and my mom gives my dad, like, money. And she's like, you know, don't don't spend this if you don't have to. Like, <laughs> like, just go have a good time with Jake and have fun. So my dad gets up there. First thing he does, he walks up to the scalper. Yeah. He's, like, He's like, how much for blah, blah, blah. So my dad spends $175 on each ticket at Old Melon. And our wow. seats are where I'm sitting down. There's a big concrete wall right in front of me. <laughs> so we can't even see the ice. And I will, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because I'll never forget that was the game where the Caps just scored so fast and then the Pens scored six goals in a row. And, and I literally looked at my dad. I was like, I don't think I can go to another game because, one, I didn't think I'd be in this game. Right. And, two, I'm in one of the biggest games right now that there is. So – that's why every time hockey games come up, I kind of downplay it because I don't want to ruin that moment because right. that's the one moment that I have. And it's it's like watching watching these guys on ice compared to growing up here and watching no knock on the nailers or like anything. But then you go see pros play and it's it is like 10 times more insane than it's, watching hockey. It, there's like something that. to be said about, you know, uh, probably back like six or seven years ago, we used to buy a lot of tickets to Columbus Blue Jackets games because they are cheaper. We go watch the say. we go watch the Pens play there. Yeah, and I'd always be so close to the ice, dude. Uh, being a hockey player and then seeing the pros that close and the the things that they can do, first of all, that fast, and then these like little phone booth windows, like the moves they can make, you're like unreal. Yeah, unfucking real. Yeah. I don't it think blows I truly. I didn't truly start to appreciate even. I mean, the Nailers amaze me. But then with the pros too, especially in person, I didn't really appreciate it until I like got into college and you know got older and started to realize how hard all this shit is. Like, <laughs> yeah, because then you're you're like the same age as the pros, and you're like, this look at this guy, he's my age or older, and look what he's fucking doing. Yeah, it's like listening yeah. to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Neil like, deGrasse Tyson. It's like listening to him talk when when you watch right. pro hockey. Yeah. So like the <laughs> way so that true. I. The, <laughs> The way that I would describe it is, like, you probably think Zoe is pretty good at hockey compared to yourself, right? I mean, I'm not athletic. Anybody's better than me Dangle at anything. Fest all right, but, day, baby. Yeah, so, but, yes, the answer so, yeah, to your question right. is yes. That's a huge gap, right? That's probably a, a very large gap between you and him. But, like, you two, in comparison to, like, an NHL player, no offense, Zar, but would be like Zarly can barely walk. Like, that's just, like, the, the amount of skill. And, like, I was able to go to some camps in high school and stuff to, like, check out, like, ex-pro players and see, like, what they did. And just, I mean, the amount of control and, like, the skating ability, just the edge work is, like, yeah. I mean, I've been playing every day for, like, seven years now. It's wild. You talk about edge work. You know, it's a funny thing, a wheeling thing, Paulie. I I used to ignore, 
or think that those power skating classes were bullshit, that's a big fucking deal. Right, yeah. but you see, like, Brenner doing them, like, flawlessly. Like, like edge like, work know, and stuff like that can that add thing? just that little bit of, uh, you know, take you to the next level almost. It's it's yeah. It's actually fucking wild. And it's something that I've noticed in my older age now, you know, being fucking 11 years older now than my senior year of hockey. Old. Like my, my edge work is not, nowhere near as good. Every right. every facet of my game is nowhere near as good. I'm still lighting it up in beer league over there. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm almost like a point per game player up in that league. There but. was a game that uh, we lost 10 to 3. Guess who had all three goals? Beside the table. Yeah. Oh, really? Three of us. Oh, yeah. We I was going to say, I have, <laughs> three of us. Like, I haven't like, dropped wait. a hattie yet, but yeah, yeah. That game yeah. was that, like three games ago? Yeah. yeah. That was a good game. Yeah, I got the apple on yours, too, so you're welcome. You did. <laughs> it was like, I remember that play vividly. It was like, almost like you were going to shoot it, and then you just left it there. Yeah, I saw you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'll give Riley this one. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm, I, uh, I'm pretty good at getting kicked out of games, too. Holy fuck, are we going to talk about that? Uh, I should have brought the video. I have, like, the beginning video of, like, the play. Oh, you can send it to us. We gladly put it in a clip. <laughs> and I wish he had the whole clip. Oh, uh, it was, I mean, so. Let's talk about it, because I was literally about to bring this up, and baby, you read my mind. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm on the ice with Zarly over here, and, and I'm in the corner, like, I don't know, completely out of the play, fucking off somewhere. And I look up, <clears throat> and Zarly's getting hooked, and, and then just the rage in your eyes, dude. You were <laughs> fucking pissed. And just. He gets scary when he's mad. Yeah, just. Yeah, he just starts. I mean, he gets he gets away from the hook and just starts screaming at the ref, like, what's a fucking hook happened right in front of you, you blind fuck? And then. <laughs> or, I mean, it was. I was like, I was yes. like, oh, I was laughing. I mean, I, of course, I was like, that's amazing. Like, thank you. And And this ref did not take lightly to no and he called you for two yep and then you kept going and and then some choice words that we shouldn't repeat were uh were sad in there yeah Get i out. mean he got he got me for two then he's like now you get to sit for 15 yeah he's like and now you're gone <laughs> so there's three levels to it i, I mean anything else <laughs> i could have kept going i don't know what was wrong with me that night i did like you had a little, a little rage. Breakdown. I will say about you, you showed up a little bit late, and you were in some kind of fucking mood. Oh, and, and, I, and I, I think it trickled been. down to me. I was oh, like, so you're blaming me for <laughs> it? I'm not Love even, it. I'm not even losing fucking your kidding. Fucking shit. I'm not even fucking kidding. Merkel gets to the game, and he's motherfucking our whole team, and I'm like, what the Well, fuck? that's par for the course. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck's his problem now? I'm getting mad. I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing everything I can out here. Like, come on. But it was bad. It was a bad. You know, my my whole thing about it, and and I'm not going to repeat the words I said because it's pretty fucking bad. And um, I want to keep podcasting, so please, yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to repeat what I said because again, it's um, not very, a great movie. It's though, very I mean, bad. I mean, it's but you can't know, believe you called him a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that would have, yeah, that actually, wouldn't even have been that bad. Yeah, uh, you know, I made a power move to the net. Now, honestly, it was like a beautiful fucking move. It felt like it was in slow motion. <laughs> God, I wish you could see this video. And right then, now and then I like, just got fucking robbed, man. Like hooked by like two dudes. Oh yeah, you got. I mean, it was it was a blatant pit. I mean, he was right to be mad, but maybe not that mad. I don't know. Well, well, dude, well, here's what pisses me off. We had a game that was like three games before that one, right? And it was the same ref tandem. And all fucking game, it was dude, the wheeling guys. It was wheeling, all fucking game. Team was a bunch of wheeling guys. I was taking shots to the fucking head, shots to the kidney and stuff. I'm like, dude. This is non-contact beer league. I, I don't play in this league to get hurt. Right. I play in this league to have fucking fun. I gave it to the ref that night, too. I was like, you, are you going to call something? 
Like, because seriously, it takes the fun out of it. Like, I'm trying to have fun up here, too. And for me, that takes the fucking fun out of it. Like, yeah. I want to do fun stuff and cut to the net like that. I don't need to be getting hurt doing it. Right. I think it's bullshit. Sure. So fast forward three games later, it's the same fucking ref tandem. And, like, when I made that move in front of the net, and I, I, I like, didn't even try to play the puck after I got mugged because I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, just went straight I lifted, well, because I lifted my head expecting to see the ref like this. Yeah. And he was just standing there watching me. I just fucking blew up on the inside. <laughs> and because, like I said, like, that's not fun for me. Like, fucking call a penalty. You're not out there just to, like, meet like babysit and watch right. hockey you're like, getting paid 50 bucks to yeah, do something you're getting paid to do this make a call and i just fucking tore into him the the best part was that night was the usman masvidal card so we're all sitting in the basement watching the fights and we all got text messages that zarley got kicked out we knew he was coming here so he comes walking down the stairs and and he i mean he was pissed and he finally just sits down and he looks at me, Brady and Neil. He goes, "Got fucking kicked out tonight. I'm probably gonna get suspended." <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did. You got, I got, you got a game. I got too. a game suspension for that. Yeah. Well, the the funniest part is, is when I talk to Brady and him after they play these games. Like, my ball, I wouldn't be able to move for a month. Like, I, I don't know how you guys still do it. And I know you've told me before that you just feel like you get hit from freight trains sometimes there, when you yeah, play. Yeah, there's been a couple games. I wake up the next day and I'm like hurting. But oh yeah, man, if it if this was a contact league, uh, uh, we'd be in deep shit. Yeah, yeah we, we'd be in <laughs> we'd be in fucking trouble. How how many teams are there? Eight maybe. Yeah, I think there's eight. I know one game. I had uh, like four pieces of pizza, smoked a couple cigs. God, I was I was hating my life. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> what kind of cigs? Uh, camel. Whatever crush. he can get. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I'll smoke anything. We 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 got guys on our teams that. On our team that crush beers before the game. See, oh, I can't yeah. do that. I'm a I'm a post game beer kind of guy. I I'll be I'm a burping up game beer kind of guy. Dude, I'm I'll be burping up the fucking foam all game. Yeah, then you blow it into your defensive partner's face. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and then you guys play at like eleven o'clock at night, yeah. which yeah, is psycho. Yeah, I'm in bed by nine. Well, Let's I can see. I can uh, illustrate how time takes its toll. So this was just a couple weeks ago that I was feeling that, probably when we were like twenty two. He was doing an internship up in Pittsburgh, and we met to eat before a game. We each housed, like, a double order of wings, cheese fries, had, like, five beers. Some pipeliner was buying us Crown Royal shots. We were dipping, smoked probably a half a pack of cigs between the two of us. I had a hat trick that night. Jeez, you had a hat trick? <laughs> I had a hat trick. That's, that's, yeah. that's what time will do to you. Right. Holy shit. No. Fuck. You know, if I'm being honest. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, I granted, it's not the most competitive league, but sure. still, like, I I played no problem. And now, you know, if I don't eat, like, nothing but uh, grilled chicken and broccoli before a game, I'm, I'm dead. Yeah, ah. so, like, how you are with, with drinking, I'm with food. Like, I don't I won't eat for, like, four well, hours. Well, I, I try to do the same thing. I usually try to have, like, an actual pregame meal. That's literally half the planet, or else I'll be out there feeling sick. From, Shit. Yeah, like I'll eat fucking only spaghetti as a pregame meal. I'll try to. Obviously, it's like hard. right before a game. No, like three hours. Oh, okay, two yeah, yeah. two and a half, three hours, and Let's then digest. Yeah, do you have the issue like I do, 
when food's in front of you, there's nothing in my mind that says stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think we you all do. You should see me at a buffet. Buddy. Yeah. Dude, but, like, I feel like some people literally don't. Like, some people know. Those people are fucked. They I know. They don't, they don't really enjoy life. Those people that's, aren't that's, true uh, Americans. And I, yeah. I, I see people, you know, they're on their diets, which is great. I promote health here. But, dude, if you sit, like, a bunch of, like, when we go to parties and shit, pre-games, whatever it is, and there's that table of food, oh, and yeah. you don't think I'm going to eat half of it? Yeah, right. Like, you just, don't take a good shot at it, at Yeah, least. just. I mean, what the fuck are you even living for? Just literally don't put that there. Because right. I'm going to eat and drink, and then the next morning I'm going to wake up and feel like shit. When I yeah. see a food of table enough to feed a family in front of me, challenge accepted. Right. I mean. <laughs> right. That's all I think, too. Uh, you know, it comes, this whole age thing really fucking sucks, because. I still think that way. How fucking old are you? 29. Okay. I'm you, you know you ask me that, like, once fuck. every three weeks. Yeah, sorry. Because well, well, you're always you. talking about your age. And I'm like, motherfucker. Metabolism like, years. really slows down after 25. Okay. Well, that's, so sure. that's what I was just about to say. Like, I still have that mindset where if I see a spread of food, especially if it's the right food, my mind doesn't say, like, only eat this much. Like, it'll say just, like, fucking crush it. Yeah. Right. But, like, I could do that until, like, a year and a half ago. Is when I finally started like gaining weight from food. I legit was my same weight as senior year of high school till like a year and a half ago. And now it's just like all crashing down on me and I'm losing my mind. Must be nice. I there. don't know what to you do. Losing your girlish figure. I think that playing <laughs> hockey once every 10 days is going to make me lose weight, but it doesn't it's work. Not. <laughs> Dude. not because we crush beers in the parking lot like right after. Right? It's Wh- just. What I've run into, which is so odd, is I can't eat cheese anymore. Really? If I eat cheese, I can't shit for three days. Oh, see, cheese actually makes me shit. No, like it, it's, it's weird. They it's say so it's weird. a natural constipant, if that's the word. Dude, <laughs> like, if that's why I try to stay away from it. I love cheese. Yeah, cheese isn't everything good. And if I eat cheese, my stomach, I literally feel like my stomach's out to here, and I'm just walking around like a fat fucking ogre all day, like, Please, just let me eat something that makes me shit. And then what I do, what do I do, boys? I go to fucking McDonald's in the morning, and I get two bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles, yeah. a hash brown, crush a coffee, and walk around all day like, I hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really wish I could take a fucking shit. You want to know what blocks me up? Like, like nothing else. And I, I don't think it's just uh, a coincidence with the name of this. I think there's actually cheese in it somehow. But it's cheesecake. I love that, cheesecake. Dude, so, like, Wallace, he's been on the pod before, makes these mini cheesecakes, and there's been a couple of times where we've bought, like, trays of them off of them. I'll, dude, like, I'll be constipated for fucking days. <laughs> Bro, days. I don't even, ca- I don't even I have, care to admit it. I have it. one to one-up all of you on this. All right, Give it so, to me. All right, like, 34, oldest head in here right now. Um, recently diagnosed with gout. Gout. Yeah. The King's disease. Yeah. Was that on your feet? Yeah, so. Oh, it's, it's inflammation, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's basically my body can no longer digest a certain acid. No way. So it builds up in the joints of my foot. And, dude, it is the most excruciating. You know, I like to think I know pain. What? You know? Is the big most. toe? Does your big toe No, hurt? no. So it's more like, like, because uh, I have flat feet, too. So they, they thought it was just like, yeah, you just have flat feet. You just have to live with this excruciating pain. I was like, I'll fucking kill myself. Um, They were like, you know, well, it, it's it for me, it's in the, like, top and, and bed of the foot. But, dude, it's like I can't walk. Like, I'm bedridden. Like, I've never been bedridden in my life. This is the worst fucking pain ever. Like, I don't wish it on anyone. I'm on, like, I'm on, like, medicine now, so I'm, like, good. I can eat lunch. But, like, the thing that triggers it, and the podiatrist said, anything delicious. 
I was like, what? I was like, all right, so like, you give me pills or I kill myself here. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, you have a shot that you can just put me out of my fucking misery now? Like, I'm not going to eat salad for the rest of my fucking life. I think there's only, you know, one explanation on how to handle this. Yeah. You got to cut your feet off. Dude, I was literally like, (laughs) when when I'm like, dude, and some of the attacks that I've had is like, it's like I'm bedridden for like five days where I can't move it. Like, it's bad. I'm like, I was thinking like, what if I did just cut it off? Like, I was like, I was like, is there anything sharper? So this, I mean, does this affect you on the ice? I've never heard you mention. That's why he didn't play the last game. Yeah, I didn't play the last game, and you know that's because like I forget to record. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, this motherfucker waits till we're recording. He's like three beers in. He's like, yo, give me them pills. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Paulie, it's go time. Give me the pills. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This makes my like literal stomach hurt because one of the things it says often waking up in the middle of the night. With the sensation that your big toe is on fire, dude. What? It's, it's bad. It's. I mean, that it. It feels like there's just like bone on bone scraping when I when it when it when it happens. So, yeah. I mean, I've been. I, I like finally went to like the third doctor, and they were like, "Yeah, uh, we'll just do a blood test." And I was like, "That's how fucking was." Like, I thought the fucking <laughs> test was like you gotta take like half my nut or something, dude. Like that's it. And he's like, "Oh yeah, we'll just test it for you. You know, let's cover all our bases." And I was like, "Okay." Boom, comes back. And I had mentioned, like, yo, you know, it's it's pretty popular in the Asian community, apparently. Out. So, like, it's like, yo, you know, see me? You might want to I'm see. Asian. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so, I don't know if, if your fucking eight, 16 years of schooling showed you that. But, you know, and, and they finally took a, a blood sample. Like, yeah, that's it. And is it is it noticeable? Are your feet noticeable when you don't take the medicine versus when you do? Like, is it a big change? Or so it's like it... comes in like attacks, right? So it's just like, like right now I'm fine. I feel great. Like I can go play hockey. I can golf. Like that's because you're with I'm us. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's it. Like you guys are healing vibes serotonin. for sure. Yeah, just serotonin, adrenaline, and um, kind of a little horny too. So, but uh, can't blame you. Yeah, I'm but, always uh, horny. <laughs> No, but I mean, it, it's basically like I'll wake up one day and be like, "Oh well, fuck, that, this is starting to hurt," and like I know at this point, I'm like, "Okay, well, time to eat like four of the pills that I threw today," and then uh, it's good now. But before it was like, like this anxiety of like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna hate my life like until I die." Damn. Yeah, I, I, I would bitch about it, and like I don't bitch about a lot of pain, Polly. No, your feet's really all I've ever heard you bitch about. Yeah, and I'm like. You know, like, oh, my feet are hurting. And, you know, I feel like a pussy. Have you ever considered changing your name to Gout God? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That'd be a nice Twitter handle. I mean, it's a cool Twitter handle. Just Uh, wondering. Maybe after this pod, I will. Gout God. You should just start a secondary pod. Talk Talk about about bullshit, you know? Kind of like us. We just talk about bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So we're good at it. I wanted to comment on you talking about your high school weight. So during senior year, during for football, I think I was in the program at 170, 175. You were a sexy number 45, too. I will give you that till the day you die. Thank you. My butt did look good in the pants. Facts. But I have peaked at 276. Wait, since no high way. school. No 100 way. pounds. Wow. Do you weigh that right now? Uh, 265 I weighed in today. No way. Yeah. So you don't even, I'm, I'm being honest, you don't even look like I, it. I, I feel like I do carry it well. I do, too. I, I, I Take this as you will. Okay. Don't take it in a negative way because yeah. I've known you like my whole life. Yeah. You've become your father. Oh, in at my wedding, my sister goes, Liz, you look beautiful. Paul, 
you look more like dad every day. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was that was like how she opened her speech. It's actually crazy because I don't know where it was. Semi recently, I saw like some old pictures of us from probably around uh, like junior senior year of high school. Probably, I think it was probably hockey related stuff. But yeah, dude, you don't even. I'm a different person. You don't even look the same. Yeah, I know. Now let me ask you: Do you like the way you look now? Like, because like I, I get it, you look different, but also you could have just gained confidence because you look like a snack. I ain't even gonna lie. No, thank you. No, dead ass. Um, yeah, I think I like the way my like face has matured into adulthood. I would love to lose quite a bit of pounds, uh, but I, I when I look back at old pictures of myself, I, I think I like now better. See, my my issue is that's because you don't like. Parker. I think that you have your. <laughs> yeah. own, I think you have. I was just about to say. I think you have your own identity now, and as where you don't look like either of your brothers anymore. Well, yeah, when we all were 170 pounds with shaved like, heads, looks like Pat. Yeah, <laughs> we all we were all like twins. Yeah, you yeah. Said, like dead ass. Yeah. yeah. Who, who's the best athlete in the family? Oh God, it's a bit of a loaded question. It's very um, loaded. Not just Paul. because. I mean, I guess naturally, probably Parker. PJ was a fiend in the weight room, um, and I'm just like the natural horse that has the supernatural strength. And okay. you know, I am the one who was an all-American in college hockey. <laughs> So, oh, boom. yeah, baby. Did you hear that, Parker and yeah. PJ? Bet <laughs> they, you don't have that on your resume. They, exactly. were, they were all state in football, but I was an All-American in hockey. Too. Well, because we were actually just talking about PJ and Parker. We were at my cousin's track meet, and my dad brought up the OVAC All-Star game where the one play that Ohio ran, <laughs> yeah, where they took PJ out, they scored that touchdown, and we were talking with my grandpa saying, because he, he's he more – remembers parker obviously because he played there last but we were telling my grandpa he's like you should have seen pj play well the reason that play happened was because they ran a cover two when they had ohio on the six yard line instead of running a prevent with less than a minute to go that's what <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why it so happened. so detailed yeah. no, but it, it's fine i cut didn't even have deep. cut the family See, deep. I, I that was the most electric <laughs> all-star game i've ever been to i didn't even have to finish the question and i saw his face and i knew he knew exactly what i was talking about that that was one of the in my opinion that was one of the defining games where west virginia like finally showed up against ohio oh yeah it was very competitive and that was before morgantown and university too i believe yeah, it was and really west virginia should have won uh goldbaugh receiver from park was wide open and he was underthrown, and that's why they kicked the field goal Got tackled on the three yard line. Jesus Christ, he's got this. Fucking, yeah, I remember. I mean, he dude, ask me about this on the bedroom wall. Ask me about any PJ or Parker game. Most I love sports. I love pro sports, Notre Dame. But the most fun I've ever had in sports is watching those two play at their given time. So I, I probably As a spectator. Yeah, I probably remember almost every game they played. You, you bring something up, I'll I'll fill in the details. Dude, I I'm literally so with you because I unfortunately. I don't want to say I was unathletic, but I didn't try. Like, let's just be real. All my friends know I, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to run. I just want to hang out and chill. That's and like, requ- Yeah, trying's requisite for sports. Yeah, sure. it's like whatever. And, like, watching JT play, it's kind of like the same deal. The, mm-hmm. the younger brother, but he was always, like, this small psycho idiot that would just <laughs> go up against the biggest people and just fuck him up. And I'm just sitting here like, dude, I'm so much bigger than him and, like, 
that dude probably would have laid me the fuck out. So I, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I, I want to wrap it back around here. We're talking about hockey. We're oh, talking about the playoffs. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm interested no. here. Okay. Yeah. What is, is there one team on this list here that maybe right now doesn't, like, people might not know about that could make a small run to the end? Carolina, hands down. Carolina, okay. that's my pick. Um, you know, they, they won their division. And they ended. Yeah. Uh, and, look, that when, when I saw the division alignment this season, I was like, oh, thank God Carolina embarrassed us again. I mean, they are young. They are good. They're well coached. I mean, Rod – so <laughs> their coach is Rod Brindamore, Stanley Cup champ with Carolina as a player. Uh, he's got – you know, he didn't need this job. They, they begged him to come. And when he was – so he was drafted by Philly – Play, uh, won a cup in uh, and was a stud there, and then won a cup with Carolina in his later years with Ron Francis, if I'm correct. Yeah, um, and dude, they used to call him Rod the Bod because there's dude, there's a there's a, <laughs> a like I think it's a Sports Illustrated cover of him and Eric Lindros and R- Rod Brindamore is just sitting there fighting. He's got like an eight. He would finish full NHL games, and the Philly trainers would have to lock the training room because he would go. Immediately after a game, a full NHL game. Oh, there he is. Look there at he, the bot. I mean, look at that guy. Look I mean, at the obliques. I already told you I was horny, boys. Is he, yeah, dude. Is he the one that finished the cup run with Carolina with two separated shoulders? Uh, that Probably. wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me. And, and like I said, he would go after an, a full NHL game where he was probably eating 20-plus minutes as a, as a young goal scorer, a young, you know. And he played the game hard, too. Like, he would hit. He was a good physical guy. Um, he would go and do like strenuous workouts, like not like I'm gonna hit the bike and cool down. Like I'm gonna hit the bike, then I'm gonna do like Olympic lifts until uh, to exhaustion. Well, like what? Could you, you imagine? Ima- yeah, I mean, could like, you imagine trying to do anything to exhaustion, dude? I could. Yeah, I can barely. <laughs> yeah, that's I get, called I walk up the steps and right. I want to fall into my bed. <laughs> I get barely. Too, I get too excited barely. watching TikTok and I fucking get like a like a. <sighs> <laughs> no, dude, and that's how I feel. Those nights where I wake up after drinking and got done eating, I roll out of bed and I'm like, <sighs> I'm fucking just breathing hard, walking my ass to the bathroom. I made it right there. <laughs> yeah. It's it's rough. Yeah. It's yeah. so rough. I I agree with him though. I think Carolina, uh, un- un- untalked about sleeper team, and they they, I mean, what? Yeah, they were like close to ten points ahead of second place finisher right i want to yeah. say i mean they won it uh they were the only one to hit in the 80s right division winners well no because uh well colorado won the president's trophy right they had so carolina Did had they? 80 points carolina had 80 points and florida had 79 but florida turned it on there at the end yeah the team after that is tampa bay you know the reigning cup champs 75 and then nashville with 60 60 yeah they're low yeah. they're so, low so I, I expected it to be a slaughter between Nashville and Carolina, but just as watch those two teams come at it, the 78 series. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, I don't know. There's not – I don't know how many people are left on that Nashville team, but, like, there's definitely some playoff experience there. It's and pretty much guys. just the defensive core yeah. and yeah. then Forsberg. Yo, uh, yeah, yo, so, I mean, still. like, you you never know what can happen when the playoffs come. You, yeah. do, you just never – you never do. I mean – you get all these predictions. People are saying, like, this is the favorite in the matchup or this is the favorite to win the fucking cup. Boom. Done first round. Right. We've seen it before. Yeah. I mean, so, again, as overall, I'm I'm pretty hyped up for these playoffs. Yeah, right. and Carolina has no expectations. 
No. They're no, playing. No, no. I mean, they're they're young. Nobody they're a fun team to watch yeah. too, dude. I I personally love fucking Jordan Stahl. So happy yeah. for him. Right. I love the, st- the whole Stahl family. Yeah, and I've heard that Rod still makes the young guys go lift after the after. Really? Games. Yeah, yeah. Like go see the trainer. Like they'll say his like after game like pump up speech, and then they'll be like go see and I forget the trainer's name. Go see him. Pushing them. I yeah. bet the wives and girlfriends it. love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know that 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 organization has done so much with like fan engagement with like. You know, they do their marketing right, uh, which is mm-hmm. a good kind of, like, turn that I think the NHL is finally taking, they, especially individual teams being led by they, it, right? With they Brady have and... very, very good marketing, like you said. I lived in Raleigh for a little bit, and the presence down there was noticeable. I mean, you like, got to be you're, you're in a non-traditional market, and, like, the after-game celebrations that yeah. – <laughs> I mean, anything I mean, you can do to piss off Don Cherry is a dude, win. you got to compete book, right? with Duke and North Carolina. you got to work hard. I mean, oh, yeah. they have a legit fan base. Oh, like sure. legit fucking fan base. Sure, it, I would. I would. Uh, I've never been uh, to Raleigh, but uh, you know, I, I could definitely see that. Um, I, I like them. I like them a lot. I, I'm glad they're not in our division next year. Maybe that they're probably coming back, and then the Metro is going to be a fucking you know madhouse again of powerhouse teams. But you know, it sucks to say, but the Caps and the Pens' twilight years, I think, are ahead of them. Right? They're, they're, this is the time where they're going to make a push if they're going to be somebody again. They're going to have to do it, like, within the next few years, or it's going to be too late. I think that it could even be this year is the last year, depending. For either For team. the Penguins? For or either. Oh, well, for the Penguins, that'd be great. Yeah. And hopefully it's a first-round exit. But. Well, <laughs> I mean, let's hope not. But I think it's up in the air now with on the Penn side of things. You know, GM left, new GM comes in and Hextall. Yeah. You don't really know what his plans are for the future. I mean, like you said, they're on the back half now, yeah. and they ha- kind of have been. So yeah, I'd say back, like, third quarter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> both, yeah. both teams, I mean, holy shit, Ovechkin's hair is gray as fuck. Yeah. What, what are the odds that if the Pens and Caps run into each other that we can watch a couple games together? I think that they will. I think that both I, – I well, okay, so – Something we didn't cover is the Caps are pretty beat up right now going into the last game. Like, their top, at one point, top six players were out. Um, we can get together for it, though. But, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? If, I, I, if, if we get out of the first round, which I'm hoping we will. Um, yes, I won't be in should. attendance. I'm yes, you saying. will, bro. Yeah, you I will. I can't. Yeah. No, you will, because I'm going to relentlessly harass you. I, uh, I, I have fun doing that stuff. I'm going to lose my sense of taste and we should smell live that stream day, it, I think. We should, we, should live, we should do collab live streams. We could, I could, we could live stream. Uh, we could do one. I maybe I'd attend. <laughs> I'd attend one. Wait, no, I, I the, do think that that matchup's going to happen though. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'll, I'm actually. I don't know that I, I should reword it. I don't know if I think it's going to happen. I hope it does. Yeah. I do too. I think I do it, too. it'd be a good matchup. And to answer your question of a dark horse, they have a a tough time getting out of their division. But I think the Minnesota Wild. Um, They'd have to beat Vegas and then either Colorado or St. Louis. That's probably the highest hill to climb in terms of, like, what they have and who they have to go against. But they've competed very well in their division. They've got the rookie of the year. I think if Minnesota can get hot now, they've got a legit chance to surprise a lot of people and uh, maybe make it to the cup. It's funny you say that because I just saw a meme today. Where it's uh it's a picture of somebody smiling and somebody's behind them and they're like 
the person in front's like the minister the Las Vegas Knights dream season and the person behind him with a knife it said Minnesota Wild. <laughs> Seriously, the the Wild yeah. are I think they've got a, a bright future. It's coming quicker than anyone expected. And where did those guys come from? Like this year, like yeah. if you look at the fantasy stats, I picked up a couple wild players, didn't even recognize who the hell they were, and they just lit it up for me. I mean, they've got the best rookie in the game. Granted, he's like twenty five years old and he's been playing pro in Russia. Was it it's Kirill Kaprasov? Kaprasov. I always get him, him confused with the uh, the Penguins crew. That isn't or no. Who the new guy? Kapanen. I was oh, I, yeah, I confuse okay. him with Kapanen. But yeah, they they've got the most talented rookie, and they're going to be something to watch. I mean, they could easily get swept in the first round, sure. But I think they could just as easily make a surprising run. Okay. I mean, I have a lot of hatred for Vegas too because their team was handed. Well, yeah. I, I was going to bring up when next year's mm-hmm. Seattle, right? Yep. yep. So somebody, please, how does that work? Like, is is it to where you get to kind of lock in like a couple players? And is that what it is? You Everybody get to pick one from every team except for Vegas. But the teams get to. Yeah, Vegas is exempt. But the rest of the league, there's two different combinations. You could choose one or the other of, of how you want to protect your players. You get like. Five forwards to protect. Seven forwards, three D and a goalie, or it's just any eight. So, so what? So what that means is like a it's a tag, like you can't touch me type deal. Right, just for this. The ones they protect, and there's other little exceptions. Like if you're on a rookie deal, uh, you can't be selected. So, like for example, John Marino for the Pens, he can't be taken. Yeah, no matter what. Expose certain guys. Like you have to have a certain number met. Like. You can't just expose – you can't just, like, pull guys up and sign them that have been playing minor. Like, they have to have at least, like, 50 games in the NHL or something. Like, yeah. there's a couple different criteria so people don't cheat the system. Um, but the, the NHL did it to make the team – you know, when the Caps became – when the Caps broke into the league, they're an expansion team. They hold – they still hold the record for the worst uh, season in the NHL ever to come out. Yeah. Like like the their first year, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was Damn. the and worst. Then, you know, teams like the Columbus Blue Jackets, it took them about twenty years before they started making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so, so like then how, most how does Vegas do teams, that? They changed the rules. Yeah, so it was a whole different setup. Yeah, Mo- most expansion teams historically had shit first seasons. Oh, I terrible. can't think of a, a, any good one besides Vegas. I know the Pens. Yeah. Were fucking shit when they first entered the Florida league. Florida had success early, like the yeah, Panthers. Florida went to the cup and lost, but yeah. Minnesota and Columbus are two that have not been to the cup, and they exist. They've existed for like twenty years. It took the Predators about fifteen years. Yeah. I mean, they basically said like you're gonna have to build from the ground up. Yeah. So, uh, but I think there's a good chance that Seattle ends up being pretty fucking good. Well, because I'm sure. I'm not gonna lie, like just history wise. I was kind of pulling for the Knights because it's like we might never see this again where a team comes into a league and wins it all. We and might next year. Yeah. Like, well, well, really, yeah. really though, right. like you guys like you're right like, until they start until they play the Caps in the finals. Yeah. And then I, was I think like, with the I think <laughs> with the current setup and and how these the current teams have to they're only able to protect a certain amount of guys. I think it's just. It's a no-brainer that they're yeah. going to get a solid group of guys. Inevitably, they're going to get yeah. probably a team full of second-liners. Especially uh, because today's game, you don't have, like, an entire fourth line of guys who just fight. You have a full roster of players, 
So at this point, even taking the fourth line guys are competitive. I don't think Seattle's going to make a run, but I think they'll be a playoff team their first season. That's that's good. It's interesting you say that, Paulie, because that's exactly right. Like you have to. I mean, in today's NHL, they realize that you can't just fill a team of fourth liners and have anybody like it. Um, one thing I will say though is I think that Vegas is still going to be the archetype for it and the outlier because nobody understood what the fuck was going to go on until all these all these back channel deals happened because mm-hmm. they let this happen like flurry like flurry um they were like we'll give you a, what was it a second and just don't take rust don't take him yeah, yeah take flurry instead well, that worked out well because rust Notre Dame boy he's uh <laughs> he's tearing it up he's yeah. awesome yeah well, and flurry is doing well there but rust People always like to say that Crosby like makes something out of nothing. Brandon Rust is a perfect example. Brian. Brian. See, look, I'm stupid. Fuck Rust. that guy. You don't, you don't even yeah. know his Nerd name. Nerd boy. But he's a perfect example of someone who was a stud the whole time. And if anyone gives Crosby credit for Rust's success, you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, I mean, just look at the back-to-back cup runs. He didn't play with Crosby. Yeah. I mean, the, like, he's in either of those runs, own, he like, was playing with Malkin. Exactly. So exactly. Crosby has made some guys' careers better. But he hasn't played with nobody his whole career because, like, Rust, Gensel, those guys are studs. They didn't Cheery. need Crosby. Yeah. Cheery's proven right now that he's a stud. I have to say Who's he play for? Caps. Caps, no. <laughs> I have to say it's a little bit of a shock to me how well he's playing. But then, Cheery, yeah, and a third But line then at the too. same time, I'm kind of like, well, he was very good for us. You know, I actually went to his first game back in Pittsburgh. Um, Liz had uh, a friend at work who had – tickets gave it to us they were playing ottawa it was his first game since he got traded back from buffalo i wore my guinness hockey jersey so it looked like i was a penguin fan and didn't get smart harassed. smart yeah um but he <laughs> scored out, his first time. goal back Dude, in he, pittsburgh he, he scored always scores against the pens he did well, it no, for he buffalo scored, too it was with the pens it was his first game oh with, okay i thought you were talking about yeah when he came back to okay the penguins, yes i got his you. first game against ottawa he scored yeah that was ottawa oh yeah but yeah i knew she was good <laughs> I was, oh, yeah. I was excited when we got him. Yeah. Caps have, like, the Caps are famous for taking people the Penguins don't want anymore and them having a resurgence in their career, at least sure. the last, what, five years? Yeah, Niskanen, Orthwick. Um, uh, a lot Sprong. of Schultz. Sprong. Haglin. Haglin. Even though the the Haglin one's a little bit of an, an anomaly, I think, because it was, like, kind of well documented that Rutherford traded Haglin almost out of spite. Really? Yeah. Why do you hate that guy? I mean, he's the hardest. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't to spite Haglin. It was more to spite the team. And I maybe spite's the wrong word, but he was trying to light a fire under the ass of the oh, team. So it was like, we'll get rid uh, of so, this guy. So you. It was. So they started off. I don't know if anyone remembers. They started off slow that year, and yes. and and Rutherford was pissed about it, and he's basically like, "Look, we're getting rid." Like. I'm trying to light a fire, so I've, what, I think he traded him one for one for fucking Tanner Pearson. Yeah, that was a cup season, wasn't it? It was, it was after the cup season. Well, the that's very because, next yeah, season. Also, he joined the Caps the year they won the cup. Hags? Yeah, yeah, he didn't win a cup with the Hags. He was with the Rapids. Hags. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to correct myself. Actually. It was the year after the Caps eliminated him. It was that next. Yeah, season. because it was like the oh. worst thing to ever happen to Rutherford was. Right. He, he like so, like, we started off that off next fire. year f- slow. Yeah. yeah. He's pulled it up here, November 15, 2018. So that was the fall following yeah. the Caps. Following the Caps. 
Cap. Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> that and sucks. We traded him. We traded him to L.A. I believe. And yeah, then he, he only was he was LA only in L.A. for just a little bit until you guys got him trade yeah. deadline, right? Yeah, um, it was a good it was a good acquisition. I loved all. Well, it's just funny because Brett. he wasn't a problem with with the Penn system. He, he so still fast. completely fits their oh, system. His speed. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That, that that that's what I remember. Like, I just remember watching the Pens and him just sticking out for how fast he could get to the puck or like the dump and chases where he was just flying. And Ew. is now let me ask you guys is is speed in hockey something that you can be taught or is it more of a natural natural progression be, because like the way i look at it is it's and this is my opinion i don't know but it's like you have your fast people that can run track and then you have your big people that may do good that play defense for like lacrosse like yeah. can you teach speed in hockey yes Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I would see, say half of the half of the fast players in the NHL, that's God given. Yeah, I mean yeah, a lot of a lot of it is natural. <laughs> but, but technique goes a long I, way. I can oh, sure. tell you that I remember one time just in practice in high school, um I remember one practice I we were scrimmaging and I had a few really nice plays and Matt Leonard was like, dude, you get faster over the summer. Like I mean, so like, you know, between um lifting and edge work and different techniques you can learn you can become faster because you learn how to manipulate the ice um and yeah. Haglin, we uh i think the last time we had carl alsner on we were talking about him oh you're gonna and do it a lot of drop it a lot of yeah carl, i love it i think it's so cool <laughs> i swear iron, iron man carl alsner we've had him on three times coming on this week shout I out carl so cool. check shout out, out the carl. live stream um but he uh i'll retweet it we were uh, thank you um, you're welcome Kroll was talking about how a lot of people on Cap's Twitter get on him because he creates these opportunities and doesn't always finish. And it's like a or, breakaway. I mean, yeah, it, it's very, typical Carl or I Carl mean, Haglin, you know. Yeah, and instead of making a move, he, like, ripped a slap shot. I mean, stupid. But uh, <laughs> Carl Alsner was saying it doesn't matter if he scores. The fact that he has that ability makes you think twice. Just the possibility that he's going to take off, you have to play more cautious. No doubt. And I mean that's that's so true. I mean he's a threat everywhere, and especially because he's on the fourth line. It's not like he's a second liner with that. You know your quote unquote scrubs have top end talent, speed. I mean it puts a whole new wrinkle into the defensive scheme, and that has probably been the in addition to really good penalty killing. That's been in his career his best asset. Yeah, I mean the fourth line. I think you know if if I'm and I, so I've, I did I've been interviewing a lot. You know very hot. Uh, you're very hot right now, by the way. Oh, thanks, babe. But uh, you know, I've had I've been on two Bruins podcasts this week, and the one change up that I can like because they're like, well, you know, and I'm I'm considering let's say two of our top players are out. Um, I think that our fourth line, if they can start lighting it up, and which they've kind of done in the past yeah. uh, past few games, that's going to be a huge threat because they're they're going to be deployed in a shutdown role against this first line of like uh, perfection. Yeah, dude, the, the Bruise and Bruins guys, they call it the erection line, which yeah. I can that's appreciate funny. more. Yeah, I can appreciate like that. that a lot well, more. Well, that's but. that's why the Caps won their cup is because the jersey he's wearing, yep, the JB fourth Eagle. line, was as valuable as any second or first line. Yeah. Scoring yeah. a lot, you know. If so. you're going to win a cup, you have to be valuable all the way up and down the lineup. And Caps' fourth line is looking like that this year. 
Right. And so I said that was going to be a difference maker. And, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, how's the pins fourth line? I, mean, I think that, it's one of the better fourth lines in the league because Zach Aston Reese, right? Well, for the for the sole reason as they were technically the third line all season. Right. Well, and they're going to be going against now what people say is the best with the Islanders. But do they right. score? Do they do they bury? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they've actually had a pretty decent. Uh, well, I mean, they've been in and out with injuries, but when they're all when they're all healthy, like they're all like pretty dangerous. Spot, who is it? The fourth line. Yeah, you got Bluger. As the center. Okay. <laughs> that's a good start. Yeah. Tanev yeah. and Aston Reese on yeah, the wings. That's, yeah, that's a very good fourth it line. It is. Is Tanev healthy now? He, he'll be for the playoffs. Anywhere in the West, that's a third line. Right. And anywhere, well, and, and that's any what I'm other saying. Division. They played third line practically all season. Yeah. Our no. fourth line all season was always like uh, Lafferty, Sevier, Jankowski, like these guys that aren't even going to see time in the playoffs unless yeah, there's an injury. Squad. Right. Basically. And so it, I, it is exciting that they're actually going to be our fourth line. I yeah. think it gives Fucking solid depth. That and is... like you said, fourth lines will win you cups. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you, like you said, the who was the Caps' fourth line? Was it? Uh, Beagle, Devontae, Smith, Pelly. And Smith, Pelly. Seven goals. I mean. Yeah. He had seven dude, goals dude in was, an 82 season and then seven goals in the playoffs. Like, dude was <laughs> like, absolutely on fire in the playoffs yeah. that year. And a fourth line will win it for you. And I think you could look at any fucking team. Look yeah. at the Pens back-to-back years. That They had an electric fourth line. Yeah, and speaking of Devontae Smith-Pelly, did you see that the Tampa Bay Lightning started the first ever all-black line? I did. I did. That's Devontae pretty awesome. Smith-Pelly, Matthew Joseph. Wait, ESP's back in the league? He, yeah, he's with the Lightning. What? Um, I didn't know what? that. I think. Don't call out my Google because it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's at first. I think it was Smith Pelly. They kept saying Smith, and I thought, no, I it's not Smith Pelly. No, well, okay. Smith Pelly's in I China. Okay, no, Smith Pelly's in L.A. Uh, oh, okay. These guys? Yes. Jamel okay. Smith. Smith. Yeah. Okay. Daniel yeah. Walcott. Matthew, Matthew Joseph. Joseph. Matthew Joseph's a stud. I thought they were doing the. I thought they were saying his name wrong. I was wrong. But yeah, it's the um, uh, first ever All Black line start a game. It's pretty exciting. Which yeah, to me, cool. like, it's awesome. Outside looking in, I feel like that's huge for hockey. Oh, yeah. Because that's going to bring a different demographic to want to watch. And, and that's how you grow sports. Like, dude, like, that's how you just grow life in general. When, sure. you, when you can get everybody in the mix, everybody having fun, everybody watching one thing, that's probably why boxing's big, UFC's big, all that stuff. Because you have every single type of person from every culture. Yeah. And I, I did see this. And, I you know, it is fascinating because growing up, I never saw really any black players play except George LaRocque, the dude that played for the Flyers, Wayne Simmons. Oh, yeah. And um, wasn't there a guy that played for the Caps, too? Brashear. Yeah, Brashear. That was it. Yeah, so it's cool. And the fact that the NHL is adding teams, you're seeing things like this. I enjoy watching hockey, and I, I feel like. In the watch ranks. more, man. I know. In, in, in the ranks, sometimes it gets kind of lost because you have the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, and MLB. But for me, exciting-wise, I'll take – and this is my biased opinion. I will take the NHL play, or the, I'm sorry, the NFL playoffs, and then next, the NHL playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. such a long, grueling tournament, too. I mean, think about it. If, if, the game, if, if every series goes seven – 28 games. 28, yeah. I, I, what I what I like to say about it is, like, it's the only sport 
that does a seven game series playoff type thing, like similar to pretty much exactly like the NBA, but where you're beating the fucking literal shit out of each yeah. other for those series. Like right. it's very, very physical. And I know basketball is a uh, contact sport too, or whatever. I'm not trying to downplay fucking basketball. I will but downplay like, basketball all the time. But there's about as much body contact in basketball as there is beer league. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's not in the rules, but right. you're allowed. Well, that's exactly. But when, that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. the difference. Like can't just these, clean these are grueling seven game series. Well, I I just I just keep sitting here thinking of questions, and I'm just going to keep letting them fly. Yeah. And and hockey because I'm well, real I'm, quick. Can I before you go to that? Yes. Don't lose that. Speaking of black players in hockey, the NWHL National Women's Hockey League this year's MVP leading scorer and took a bunch of awards home. Um, I forget her entire name. I know it's hyphenated. It ends in. Mentis, I believe. She played for the Toronto Six. Um, she's a black player. So the... Um, uh, You're going to learn. I'm terrible at Googling this shit. Yeah. I literally just throw stuff in there. Yeah, dude, WNA... Yeah, just say uh, top top score. Top score. I didn't misspell There we go. Michaela Grant Mantis. She won a whole bunch of awards. Um, so not only is the women's game making strides but it's inclusive yeah no i mean there's I more and more and more african-american and african-canadian is that the term yeah african-canadian players in the league every year yeah and yeah. um actually there was just a, a magazine cover and it had three professional women's players on it and i think um they were all non-white of some version i know one of the ladies was first nations like native uh-huh. canadian um, and I think maybe it was two black players. So a lot more visibility in these new games. Well, now I, I like just it. mind-fucked myself. Is it African-Canadian, or would it still be African-American because we're in North America? That is a good question. It's a great question. I'm gonna, I don't know. I, I will answer it for myself. I would think it's probably African-Canadian because if they live in Canada – I know they're from North America, but if they live in Canada, white hey, people. Yeah, dude, listen. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm a fucking white idiot. What do I know? All right, I'm gonna go to All my right, question. But, like, but, now, but now it makes me think of like, is it is it African European? Dude, no. I, I so honestly, I've, I've heard that uh, most like, I mean, what you would consider African Americans in the United States now just prefer black. I mean, they're they're not. They have no ties to Africa. I love talking about yeah. this shit because yeah. I have no idea what to say. Well, what's I, right? What's wrong? I mean, I think I person know. of color is probably the most uh, PC right now. But uh, I, I think I a lot of the stuff I see, they'll they'll just say black hockey players. Yeah, I think black's acceptable yeah. Yeah. now, which I guess back in the day kind of wasn't. I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't know. I didn't live back then. You know, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, so like, here, here yeah. here's my Call question. Me old. All right. My grandparents aren't with us anymore, so I can't ask them either. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm just going to keep churning them out. You guys yeah. tell me when you don't want to talk anymore. I'm here all what? night. Dude, okay. So, NHL. Uh, so, I base everything off the NFL. I know that's not a good thing to do because it's, like, probably the biggest sport in the United States. But that's, like, my favorite thing. Yeah. When it comes to hockey, do are there, like, coaches of the Bill Belichick's of the world in hockey? Or is hockey? Oh, yeah. are, so, like, we're... What's probably the best coach right now in the NHL? Larry Trotz. Okay, I recognize that name. I was going to say Joel Quenville. 
when he's when he's a good Joe second. Quinville is he is one A one B. He's one of the main reasons that Florida is now relative or relevant, and that's why we're talking about them. He is the coach who coached them to their three Stanley Cups in six years in, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Um, Patty Kane, what's up, boy? I th- I think that Joel Quinville is the closest thing to a Belichick. Okay. Um, but Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz is more like an Andy Reid. Yeah. But he finally won. He's he's a genius, and it took him a while. He lost in the cup once, and he finally got his cup. I Trotz and Quinville are probably the top two, just like Reid and Belichick. Because that, that's what always interests me. Because I feel like with basketball, coaching is big. But it's more about like the players that you have out there that can sure. make you. The win. only basketball coaches I know are Steve or Pat Riley, Steve Kerr, and Phil Jackson. Well, <laughs> That's did three you know great that coaches. The, That's the only coaches I know. Did you know that the uh, NHL average tenure for a coach is only two and a half years? So coaches get churned quickly. They have the lowest uh, life. Why? Why life. is that? Do you think? I think the hockey patience. players. Yeah, I think. I think so. For instance, like. Well, you always say they just need a new guy to yell at them. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, uh, but also you look at, and and this is kind of turned upside down on its head with how many quote unquote bums that the that the league left up for expansion draft bait uh, with the Vegas Knights, and who's basically you know been very successful with what was considered third and third and second liners, but the, you know there's bona fide studs on that that team, right? So um. The, the big thing I think is is that they're the easiest thing to replace. You know, you're um, you're fucking up like a team sucks, and you're you're definitely going to not trade Ovechkin. Or the majority Crosby. of the roster gets paid more than the coaches. Yeah, so coaches don't get paid that much in the NHL. You know, the top tier coaches get maybe two million a year. Damn, maybe. And so, funny story about Vegas with their coach. They had a coach who took him to the cup. He was the one who helped build that team. Then within the last couple of years, they fired him while they were in playoff position yeah. and replaced him with the coach from the San Jose Sharks, who he has been dominating the three years they've been in existence. And now that coach is the one who might take him to this cup. That's the kind of crazy shit that happens with hockey coaches. Yeah. So it's 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 true. I mean, you know, and we had Steph Brenner on, and he was like, dude, no coaches. I mean, Former coaches Maryland. are going to, you know, teach you that much they're not going to teach you how to play the game or anything like that they're not they might hone in on a skill that you need to improve but everybody knows how to play hockey a hundred different ways by the well, time you reach the nhl and this I've, is just kind of like whatever okay yeah fine paulie what did yeah. you have to say i just wanted to comment the caps coach this year actually um the uh second line center for the caps kuznetsov he said that he has never had a coach work with him on faceoffs as much as this year. So while they're not they're not gonna completely teach you anything new, they're gonna they're gonna break something different down for you. And I think that's what changing these coaches up is is maybe bringing in a new coach helps you see something different that you, you weren't focused it's a, on. It's a player driven sport. The coach ain't out there scoring goals and blocking shots. No, uh, it, I mean compared to football, where Tomlin's tripping people. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'll never get over. It. Like that was just the most bizarre fucking thing. I, I don't understand what. I mean, it's what classless play by a classless was. organization. So you know. Well, listen, I hate the Steelers, but they're probably the classiest. Classiest? Yeah. I don't know. I man. can agree. Ben with Roethlisberger. That. What? Okay, you've all got your you've got your bad apple players, but I think they've had like five coaches in the last four years, like. 
it's an organization built on class and loyalty. You don't even care about football. Why are you getting upset? See, these are the unbiased opinions that I'm here for. I hate the Steelers, I, I but I'll love, say this. I would love to see because, you know, you, you say – What do you mean four, five coaches, though? I thought they no, – um, they, They've only had, like, five – four coaches in the past, like, 40 years. Every coach 40 has been years. there for, okay, like – Okay, I thought you said four years. No, like, like, what? Each coach has put in, like, 15-plus years. And that's probably why they've got six Super Bowls. That's what all the fucking mouth readers and, and fucking yinzers say. Oh, like, like, we're so classy because we I'd, we fucking have all these coaches and we don't take no shit except when it's Ben Roethlisberger like fucking molesting people in a club and he's our <laughs> franchise quarterback. Uh, what the fuck? Well, yeah, like okay, there is there is a double standard. You fucks like don't try to fucking veil it. Well, I, I you know I'm 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 not going to defend the Steelers aspect of it. I'm not a per se a huge Steelers fan. I am a Steelers fan, but I'm also a, like a massive Tom Brady fan. I love Tom. Love Tom Brady. I should hate Tom Brady. He won Raider me over. fan. Tuck rule. I should hate him. Well, t- Tom Brady's so weird for me because he's the first player in any sport that I hated for years. And then he goes to an a team out of nowhere wins the Super Bowl and now I'm probably in my head, I don't like outwardly say it, but I am <laughs> such a big Tom Brady fan, now. dude. dude I, I'm he, with you on that. He's special. It, it, it's I, he weird. lost me when he cried on national television about about losing the game. Are you talking about when he had his long hair? Uh, I think so. And he was just like, like, oh, I swear to God, we're gonna come back and do well. And fuck, did he do it? Yeah, I mean, right. but like, uh, I just it's like Tim Tebow. It's when right. he lost to Denver, yeah. dude. Yeah, but and then and, and, and the meme, like, the meme Man. where he was on national TV, he's got his long hair, he's crying and. Yeah, the meme's great. He's just, I just kept hearing Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but that, that that's interesting about the coaches, though, because that's coach. Coaches kind of, in general, are fascinating because they try to teach all the knowledge to their players. They can't control how they act, yeah. but the ones that rise to the top are the ones that are discipline but also more player friendly yeah they sure. let the players play and yeah. it's it's a very interesting dynamic i feel i like. mean the coach yeah. brings what culture and accountability yeah and that's it in hockey at least and it's got to be hard to be a pro coach because when you're coaching kids you know they're gonna listen to you you're the adult you know you're <laughs> yeah. you're you're in charge yeah you've but, never coached high school fucking sports yeah. have you no but you know like, can you imagine having to coach peyton manning or tom brady Start telling me, like, yeah, like, what the fuck, fuck can you teach like, that guy? Dude, like, what, <laughs> what you're telling me is bullshit. There. I've got five MVPs. Why are you telling me to change how I drop back? Right. No, like, it's true. I know. That'd be really hard to do. I agree. Pro coach. No, and, and what's, what's his face? Adam Gase literally rode that whole Peyton Manning train where they made it all the way to the Super Bowl and got smashed by Seattle. But he was the offensive coordinator that year to Peyton Manning. Like, Peyton really needed an offensive right. coordinator. And he got all these jobs as a head coach just because of that one season. You want to hear a funny story about that Super Bowl? <sighs> Go ahead. So I took a – I'm a geography major and Appalachian Studies. I don't use either one of them. Um, I wouldn't think you would. No. <laughs> no. I'm actually the only person to ever graduate with Appalachian Studies from West Lib. Some wow. people had a minor, but I'm the only one with a major. Trendsetter. Yeah, trendsetter to do nothing. But – so one of my classes was geography of sports, probably the coolest college class I ever took. We learned in that class that half, like halftime and beyond, the the 
porn website visits skyrocketed in the state of Cali- or Colorado. Really? <laughs> As Denver was getting their ass kicked, everybody turned off the Super Bowl. Got to beat off. <laughs> well, dude, I, 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 I remember that day like yesterday because me and JT were watching it up at the house. And luckily, we left that night. There was a giant snowstorm. And when we woke up in Morgantown the next morning, that was one of the first days ever that Gordon Gee canceled school. And, and the classes were cut. Don't look to me like I'm going to remember that because it's a big blurry face. Did you guys contribute to West Virginia's porn that night? Dude, I, I mean, <laughs> hey, Probably. I like to smack more, you. Than, more than porn. Likely. You were just so amped up from, the, from that. I mean, that was, that was like a direct correlate. You can't ignore that, those kind of stats. And that's the kind of stuff. That's why that class was canceled. And I'm, I'm upset I missed out. I think that's that. a. Uh, a, a very awesome weird fact that is true very shout true. out yeah. west liberty yeah very 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 <laughs> cool so oh god now yeah. I, I was gonna say before we end up wrapping this up we need to all decide individually unbiasedly oh. who, who's gonna win the cup oh i wish you wouldn't ask that i, I mean we we need to know we're, we're here with the hockey boys i'll tell you who's gonna win the fucking cup let me pick a goddamn team right now Washington Let's take Capitals, a look. It literally kind of looks like to me that the uh, – I think the St. Louis Blues are going to make a run. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. They've gotten pretty hot recently. Yeah. Told you. Told you. Except they were getting fucking hammered last night. Like the entire AHL. Yeah, but they've been pushing around the avalanche. It's no easy task. Fair. Go ahead. What, we'll go around. Volley. Unbiased. Um, you well, can say it if you want. Well, I mean, so, you know, I think I said tonight that the I think the winner of the Caps-Bruins is going to go to the Cup. Um, uh, you know what? I think I'm I'm going to throw Minnesota in there. Okay. I'm, I'm I gonna, like it. I'm going to take my dark horse as I my like pick it. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> this dude's on. Wonder who track. you're going to pick. Yeah. Um. So, look, I when it comes to the Washington Capitol, I have zero fear of the West Coast. I, I have zero fear of Colorado, though Grubauer, ex-cap, might be winning the Vesna. Still zero fear. That's goalie MVP. Yeah, goalie MVP. Um, I have zero fear of the Canadian division. So I think that if the if the Caps get to the conference final, which is a, a huge feat getting out of their division, they're going to win a cup. Um, so I'm going to go with the fucking Washington Capitals. You got to, you know, I'm a hockey fan. Go ahead, Zar. I, I I know I know you don't want to answer, but you gotta. Uh, yeah, re- this is really a question I was hoping to avoid just because of how overly fucking superstitious I am. But I I mean I gotta go. I gotta go with the Pens. You dumbass. I can't say anybody else. Just remember, They're- this podcast brings positive energy. So it's, <laughs> it's not superstition. It's just positive vibes. Well, I'm so- gonna go back to what I said earlier in the episode. I have a feeling that I just haven't had in a couple years. I. I think this team front to back is pretty fucking solid, so I'm excited. So half the table was unbiased. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's this true. Table that's was truly very that's truly my unbiased opinion. Because okay. I honestly, if you would ask me this question last year or the year before, I probably wouldn't have been saying the pens. I think the pens look good. They they have a chance. They have a better chance this year than they did the last couple for sure. Yeah, I so think it's night point, night and day compared to the last two years. Yeah, they look good, and they're always scary against the, the Capitals by any means. Well, you, you know, that the 2018 year, 
everyone knew it was going to be a tough matchup. Three years in a row like that. I mean, yeah. come on. And you're coming off back-to-back cups. How many times I can think, you beat the Saints? Well, I just think it's – exactly. But I think it says to actually how good the Caps were that year because I think a lot of people forget the Penguins fucking slaughtered Philly first round yeah. that year. Like, they looked I I, they looked scary fucking good. And then – Well, didn't Philly beat them one game like 8-5? to five, Yeah. It was the rest one, of the series, yeah. they crushed Dude, like Gensel, them. Gensel had a four-goal game in the playoffs that's, against Philly that year. I mean, that's – that's wild stuff. But um, to take us out, I had a quick, like, speed round type thing I just sat here and came up with. I well, was wondering what the fuck you guys You guys were, were talking. I was so disinterested. In our I thought he was like looking up porn dick. over there. Yeah, I'm like, that <laughs> motherfucker's getting ready. You, you were talking Share NFL, and I was like, eh, I'm going to just come up with something. No, so I like it. I'm gonna, These are just for them, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I got uh, – I'm going to name two players. You okay. say who you prefer or, or would take. Okay. On okay, your one, team. One at a time. One at a time or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You just go. I'll name them, then you guys each go. We'll, 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 go second. Yeah. Okay. Now, some of these I, I know you're like what the obvious answers are going to be, but I don't care. Like, I just, this was very fast when I came up with this. You ready? All right. Gretzky, Lemieux. Lemieux. Kane or Matthews, two U.S. born players? Matthews. Kovalchuk or Datsuk? That's who. That's who. Henrik Sedin or Daniel Sedin? I don't know the difference. I'm going to say Daniel. Daniel. Me either. I think Daniel had the Daniel most points. Was the, was the this was a mind Daniel fuck was one. The score. Daniel, was, Daniel was the goal scorer, right? But they're, they're Dan- useless without Daniel each other. Son. Daniel. Yeah, huh? Daniel. They're useless without each other. They were, right? yeah. I think. Um, Jordan Stahl or Eric Stahl? Eric. Jordan. I like it. Kuznetsov or Backstrom? Backstrom all day, not even fucking close. Not even close. It's not even a fucking challenge. But you could argue that Kuznetsov was like your best player for the cup run. I would, Smythe I, for sure. It, we're on one fucking year. I would say Backstrom, but Kuznetsov does. He's got like that Malkin ability where he can just like turn it on, take over a whole game. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't show it enough. Yeah, Backstrom's way more consistent. And, and, and I just love that those blonde locks. Yeah, like Back, Backstrom and Ovi are like the only two capitals that I can stand. <laughs> if, that, if that says anything, they're buttes. Hey, that's a that's that's actually a pretty good beat, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Kucherov or Panarin? Ooh, Panarin. Marlu or Thornton? Thornton. Thornton. Holtby or Kolzig? Kolzig under the pot. Okay. Okay. All right, yeah. I mean, you know, we love Oli. We're going to put that wrong. clip on our show. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I love Oli, right? Uh, you know, but, uh, no, Kolzig would say take Holby. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. would. He would. He would say, look, he, he all of my records are, are time-based. I figured, he like, some, some of these guys I tried to pick between generations, and, yeah. like, obviously one of them won a cup and the other didn't, so I figured that would be where the bias comes yeah. in. Oli yeah. was like, the only reason I have records is because I was there for forever. Right. I like it because a lot of them, they're splitting. Yeah, yeah, I know they're splitting, which those, is weird. Right? And I like I'm I'm questioning my fucking friendship. Here, here's going to be a up. good one for you guys: Mike Green or Carlson? Oh, uh, that's Carlson. Carlson. All day. I mean, I, yeah, Mike Poor Green's Mike got Green. he's got no defense. Yeah, and he he just gets pushed around the crease like a little bitch. I mean, I love Mike Green. Don't get me wrong, he just wasn't it. That was that was a good question though. It was. Yeah, I mean, he was your top defensive. They're very player similar. In like nine. I mean, the dude had. I mean, it's funny though. Just as a side, because you look at Mike Green's best seasons, and Carlson's only 
reached that close to it once, and that was when he was in like Norris contention. I thought he got robbed for the Norris, uh, and he was like, what he ended up with like sixty, seventy points yeah. for a defenseman in the NHL nowadays. That's that's madness. And, yeah, uh, you know, Mike Green was a consistent fifty point guy, which that's even crazier. Yeah, he's very good in the prime. Oh, yeah. very, and very he good. plays with. I mean, you can tell like how long his stick is and like how how shallow the lie is. I mean, he still dangles guys with like pretty impressive. Oshi or Beagle? Oh, fuck. <sighs> what are you going to say as you wear the man's jersey? Oh, wow. That is so unfucking fair. Those are like oh. two Caps Nation sweethearts. Huh? Um, Wasn't Oshi Captain America? And like the, he's the one yeah. who had the big game. TJ Soshi. Right? Um, um, I love Beags, but Osh, babe. Okay, I got to go Beagle just because, you know, uh, I'm thinking with the heart. Brashear or Smith Pelly? That was a solid deep breathe. Smith Pelly. Got to go with the, the cup run. Uh, I, I'm i going to, and that's the only, that is literally the only tipping point is the cup run with okay. Smith Pelly. And like, I we fig- don't have a cup without him. I figured this is where that stuff would come in. Yeah. Okay. We got two more. Brodeur or Wah? Wah. Wah. I knew that he was, was an I knew. guy, right? <laughs> yeah, but he he's was. easy. I was going to say, I knew it was going to be an easy answer that, for that's Him and Joe Sackick are the reason I fell in love. Absolutely. Yes. Before you go, this has been so fun because list, watching them answer and seeing their reactions, <laughs> like they are appalled at each other. They're like, what? That, that's that's the good part because we're really good. We offset each other really I love well. It. I love and, it. You know, you know, nobody wants to hear a podcast of people going, "Oh yeah, I agree." All the you know, we want to have conflict. People love that shit. Facts. Um, I do have a story about Broder. Had a friend. Um, shout out Jenny. Took me to a game. Uh, in. PPG down on the on the on the glass, and they're playing New Jersey. It was one of the last years that uh, Brodeur played, and I have my I'm drunk. I have my phone out. I mean, we were chalking hard, yeah. So I have my phone out. And I'm like taking a picture, and I go, and Brodeur is skating to us in warmups. I go, that's Marty fucking Brodeur, and he sees me mouth that and just like laughs and like like gives me a smile. That's and, like, awesome. And then just like starts to stretch right in front of me. Did, did he just look at you and go, Enterprise, I'll pick you up? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you I got another story about Marty Brodeur. I don't know it personally, but looking it up, you know that he, the reason his marriage ended is because he started banging his sister-in-law. Yeah. Oh. That so is true. His, his wife's brother. That's greasy. His yeah, that wife, is, uh... and then they ended up married. Okay. Can you imagine that? That's so what the, you call a golden pussy. The, yeah, right. The, uh, family dynamic can't be very good then. Christmas uh, has got to be. Imagine a talking awkward. to your your sister and you're like, I wonder what they're doing, and then mm. you catch them in the closet together. Ugh. No, Oops, that's she was messy. worth it. You know, wow, that you kind of just blew my mind. Yeah, you yeah, think, man. Look you it think up. like a what, what was he like easy. three time Stanley Cup winner would know not to shit where you sleep. God damn. God, yeah, All that's right. rough. All right. <laughs> I'm sure everyone can guess what this final one's going to be, and I'm sure we can all guess what their answers are going to be. Oh, yeah. Crosby so or Ovi. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. While I, for this, I, wanna, I want a detailed answer why. Okay. Who should go first? Why would you say that? Because I just wanted the quick answer and get done with this. Okay, shit. all right. <laughs> I, I'm, just, kidding. I, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I just, I, I don't. He doesn't want to hear me drag fucking Crosby in all the in right the ways. Well, I, I just, I know they're both great. Sure. I, I just, I legitimately don't know why one would be better than the other, other than Crosby because he has more cups. But whatever, I just said that, whatever. Well, so, okay, 
so just real quick to to parallel to another sport, it'd be like, should you pick Derek Jeter or Mario or Mariano Rivera? They're both greats in different different positions. So, sure. I mean, this is an it is an endless argument and stupid at that, but I'll take part of it. I didn't real. I honestly didn't realize yeah. they were like so completely different. I players. will take and position Ovechkin, and my reason is one, he is probably is the best goal scorer of all time. But he has had Backstrom with him. So almost everything Crosby has done, Backstrom has done on Ovechkin's side. So, I mean, Crosby has some better stats than Backstrom. But the thing is, as a Caps fan, if you if you could have gone back in time and flipped your pick, you wouldn't have needed a Crosby and a Backstrom. Like, it would have it been redundant. You would have had to put one of those guys on the second line. Right. So Which just like hell of a goddamn team. I was gonna say, but you know they <laughs> would have done it. Yeah, if but they had to. but just like thinking about it logistically, it it kind of worked out perfectly where they ended up because they ended up in the perfect system. So what I'll say is, and Ovechkin, Ovechkin is. Oh, go ahead. No, Ovechkin is going to end up, and you're probably about to say this, more historically important because Crosby's career is mirrored by. Other greats like Joe Sackick, Mark Messier, Gretzky, he's not quite to that level. Ovechkin is like he's once every 50 years. Crosby's once every 10 to 15 years. I agree with that. As a talent. And what I'll say is that it's much harder. You know, there's reason they give the reasons they give out two assists for every goal because it's harder to bury. Ovechkin had the reason that I admire Ovechkin so much is because he, I feel like he's a freak human. If he were born a thousand years earlier, we'd be throwing women, gold, food, booze at him just so he wouldn't fucking kill everyone. <laughs> like the the man is is just a freak of nature physically. You don't teach ripping the puck that way. I mean, I know it's it looks you know maybe it's like a casual onlooker that's like oh well he always sits in the same spot, but like you know the NHL players are smart. They understand like where the threat is on the ice, especially in their own zone. For him to be able to continually tee that up and be able to get it off his stick so quickly at the velocity and accuracy that he does is like, that is literally no one else in the league has ever done that. Um, Crosby, on the other hand, is like, well, I can't go to prom. I can't I can't do anything. I got to go shoot, uh, shoot pucks in a fucking dryer, you know, uh, to get better at hockey so that one day I can become an NHL player. You know, <laughs> Ovechkin, on the other hand, was like, Ovechkin, on the other hand, was like, yeah, I'm going to show up to Combine in ripped jeans and a red fucking uh, spandex top and just outlift everyone here because I'm naturally freak of nature. So I guess one thing that's really special about Ovechkin is that 35 years old, he missed like five, six games with an injury, which is the longest he's ever missed for an injury. He came back. He didn't score, but he still had four shots on goal, a lot of good opportunities, four hits. He had a takeaway, and motherfucker goes to the bench. You know what's in his water bottle? Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Yeah, dude. He drinks Dr. Pepper and Coke during a game. Everybody else is chugging Gatorade and water. This dude is such a freak. (laughs) That is wild. I mean, it's insane. It's it's like a cartoon. It really is like a cartoon that that he is that person. Um, And, you know, know, he's he's been in shots where he's, like, got his shirt off, and he just looks like a a thick, like, built dude. But he's not, like, ripped, cut up. Like, he's just, uh, like, you know, there's been criticism after criticism about how fat, you know, b- back in the first 10 years of his career, 
every time he came to camp, the, there were articles upon articles about how fat he was. And it's just like, what? I didn't know we were in, like, a fashion model, like, league here. I mean, I don't know what you're that, – it's weird, first of all, that you say that, and then also rude. Uh, but Yeah, you, you know, we don't body shame here. Yeah, he he would just Look come out, and then Definitely and then not. and then he'd score fifty something goals, uh, like ten more than the next guy in line, and you're like, okay, so you can be fat, like it's okay. Like I if think you Phil want. Kessel proved that. One. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, Phil, but, I will commend. But that's Pro- a good. That's a really good comparison. Is yeah. like that's not stuff you can teach. You know, we talked about teaching power skating, and that like a lot of God given talent in the NHL or whatever you want to call attribute it to, but. I mean the the freak of nature, you know. I mean, you know how hard it is to rip just a, a one timer that's coming at you at a snail's pace. This dude gets pucks fired at him at probably like sixty yeah. miles an hour, and he I can don't, tee him I up. don't, tr- I don't try one timers. Yeah, I just don't. You would definitely fall. I wouldn't fall, but I tell you, I'd miss. <laughs> well, from the <laughs> NHL guys, yeah, yeah. from any guy, I'd probably yeah. <laughs> any guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you this: I will commend Crosby. The dude obviously worked very hard. Oh, he's, he's, he's an a, amazing player. Like I said, I think like his he is, talent is also like cerebral as fuck. Like he is that. a generational talent. Ovechkin is just like the centurion talent. Top right? like, three in the existence of the game for what he does. Yes, I, I I admit he doesn't have the best defensive game. He has proven that he can play defense since the cup. He has proven that he is a playmaker. He's made a lot of nice passes, but his gift of scoring and the way he does it and longevity and physicality is, on top of it. Yeah, and the the how much he's scoring since the goalie position has evolved, that to me is why he's better than anyone who he's sixth on the list at at the current time. But I think he's better than any of them, even Gretzky at scoring because the majority of Gretzky's career, goalies just stood up the whole time. Yeah, and they were like oh, in between periods like drinking beers and smoking cigs yeah. just to like <laughs> Numb Good the life. pain. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, I mean, like, Ovechkin has just played in a better goalie error in era, and he's put up the same kind of numbers, and it's great. I, when you adjust for era in the technology and science of the game, he ends up being the greatest goal scorer of all time. Yeah, I already. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Don't know if you're right. Don't know if you're wrong. I love the answers, though. A lot of your all listeners right. will probably motherfuck me yeah yeah Whatever. they're all the, everybody's so mad right now do you I have a rebuttal know. i love it no all right hey guys <laughs> no rebuttal I, I i i just want to say i'm the inverse that's all i'm gonna say yeah okay. and look i i so. as much shit as i give crosby the biggest my biggest criticism of him was his first 10 years of his career and he was a diving little bitch uh, he still reverts back to that under pressure. He has grown into a man, but he has become quite the quite the little man. And um, <laughs> you know, uh, he, his success has obviously uh, you know been attributed to both his talent and the NHL's favoring of him. You know, one thing about Crosby is he is probably <laughs> he probably has the strongest legs in the league. I love right. it because because you guys don't realize. He's keeping his calm right now, but the more you guys keep He's going, so I, I'm waiting for the explosion. No, waiting for no, the, and for, there's not going to be. I told you guys before he this did. episode, I said, I'm not going to go crazy tonight. All right. I, I respect it. Crosby has some of the best down low work, some of the best board work. I mean, he's, is, he's strong. And his, imagine defending that guy. Like Ovechkin's, Ovechkin's freak size is his benefit. Crosby's low center of gravity is his benefit. And it's hard for people to get the fuck off of him. There's a clip, uh, maybe it was against the Senators, 
Exactly. He just he just, he just abuses Spezza. Yeah, he just keeps the puck low for like a minute, like, and you just can't get it off him. It that's damn near impossible. So the man is extremely talented. I would. Okay. Well, solid answers. Solid I mean, answers. It, it, it was to be expected. That's why we brought him on. No, but that, that that's like I just like hearing the like opposition reason. That's all. Like yeah, I, I, I don't the really voice hear. of reason is what you. I think I yeah. <laughs> But um, guys, honestly, I want to thank you very much for coming on. You guys are doing incredible stuff. I, I personally, and I'm sure everybody else says, I do follow you guys quite often. It, it's really, it's really cool and, and inspiring seeing you guys like interview old players and probably players that you've been wanting to talk to forever and just shop it up with them. So I'm looking forward to see seeing Ovi on probably two years, maybe. Oh, I mean, at, at, at the rate you guys are going, maybe Stop. one. I mean, I don't know. I can um, retire after that. Wait, yeah, nah. so, no, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Um, you guys can just go ahead, shout yourselves out, yeah. and then Zara will just yeah. close us up. Uh, well, you can find the podcast at uh, Caps Chirp on basically everything, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's all Polly there, so that's his voice, and he's been doing a great job of managing the social media accounts. Uh, you can follow me at, at Hockey Trollin with an I-N, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. All that. Uh, yeah. So you can find me at Polly Cupcakes on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And like he said, I am the social media guy, the director of social media yeah. for the Caps Chirp Podcast. Well, I'm the ch- I'm the chancellor of <laughs> social media, <laughs> and uh, Hockey Trolls is the producer of the show. So yeah, we're I produce. Yeah. We're a nice two headed monster, but uh, we're, we're. Oh, and you can also find us on the Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube page. Um, we even have our own playlist on there. So, the official Caps Chirp Podcast. Yeah, you guys got to get into streaming for sure. Well, we've yeah. talked about it. We yeah. It'll probably happen one day. And it takes away your editing time. Yeah. You, you're fucked. You've already you shown go your live. ass. Yeah. You've already yeah. fucked it all up. You, you, know? you can't yeah. edit, so. Uh, I mean, that, we don't edit, though. So yeah. we, we just but don't that's how we've wrong. That's what we always... That's that's one of our favorite clips. I yeah. said that on a show. We give it to you raw. Give it to that's you raw. Uh, I mean, also alarming. Truthfully, editing is too much work, and yeah, I I yeah. I like the whole like raw shit. If I listen, I said in depthly last week. It's a big controversy. I guess it's not a word, but it is. <laughs> but I guess it's not. So I just like to say things that maybe people shouldn't hear, but they get a giggle out of it. That's you what know, I'm here for. You know, what my theory is if you can say it, it's a fucking word. Amen. All right. Thanks. All right, yeah, and I just want to reiterate, uh, thanks for coming on, boys. Like, fucking always electric conversation. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, Absolutely. We're going to have to do another fucking episode because I think it's always good fucking content. And we'll, yeah. I, I know that we did a guest spot on your guys' show one time. I didn't make it for it, but I'd like to be a part of it. Oh, if, we'll have if you we back. do that. Oh, yeah. So It's the Cap Chirp way. Every time anybody uh, invites us on to their show, like, it's just uh, basically a requisite that we invite you on onto ours. So, uh, at one point, we're going to have to definitely uh, cut it up. You know, um, the summer's a great time to just fuck up, fuck yeah. off. And that's oh, podcast yeah, you know. outside. Yeah. Oh, fucking A. From yeah, the pool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we could do some crazy shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. Speaking of words, though, real quick. In the dictionary. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. There's a show on. I love talking. There's a movie on Netflix. I think it's called The Doctor and the Madman. And it's about when Oxford commissioned its first dictionary. Got Mel Gibson and uh, I forget the guy's name right now. He's also not 
maybe it's Colin Farrell. I don't know, but it's uh, it's a really good. Uh, you guys are always recommending shows, so hey, on, yeah, on yeah. Netflix, The Doctor and the Madman, Mel Gibson. It's a very interesting story about the origin of the dictionary in like the 1800s. Huh. This is off the wall, but if you haven't seen Dave season one, oh, I love oh, Dave. Amazing comes amazing. out huge little second week of June. Second week of June. Oh, love little Dicky. I'll, I'll give one just real quick, and I'm sorry, Zarly, but we're just gonna have to like. He did the fucking uh, show it, recommendation. Just got done watching The Serpent on Netflix. And it's about it's like a murder crime mystery, but it's based on real life. Uh, that shit shakes you to to the soul. It's about like it's about like this guy in the '60s who's like in Bangkok and he just like abducts hippie tourists to steal their passports and money and just murder them. Huh. Sounds, awesome. Sounds true grisly. story. True story. Based on true events. Hmm. Uh, they say like this is this happened, like this for sure happened, and uh, instead we're just making up the dialogue. So they've obviously taken the lead there, but rocks you to the hmm. core. Dude, organized crime in Asia does not get enough. No, attention. it's not organized. It's this dude fucking well, being okay. crazy. Organized uh, crime I'm and sorry, serial killers in sorry, Asia but doesn't get you, enough play. Have you yeah, never, never seen war in Asia. any of the Rush Hour movies? Uh, I've seen the first two. It's all about Asian triads. I guess it's just been true. a long time. Yeah. <sighs> Those are classics. That's, that's a couple caps so. chirps recommendations for you, though. Yeah. So we, we greatly appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm Thanks gonna, for having us. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, Thanks for coming. It, it's always good. Uh, you guys are killing it. I love your content. So hell yeah, like Joe Rogan. Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> um, couple news announcements, real quick, on our front. Um, I heard you sigh over there. Relax, okay. Um, Stars and trouble. I'm in trouble. Uh, Midnight Gamer, the podcast, it's not coming back. Sorry about it. It's not coming back. Item two, T-shirts will be out this week. So stay tuned. New batch of T-shirts, uh, limited run. I think it's limited run one. number four, three, three or four. Four if you count the, uh, the uh, giveaway, the PS5 giveaway. I wear mine at least once a week. Hell yeah, dude! I have that one that uh, just it's, I just love it. The fit is just it, they feel good too. Like can I make very, an announcement? Sorry, I, yeah, I, go ahead. Just real quick, you see my shirt here? National Women's Hockey League. Support women's hockey. If you're a hockey fan, watch it. It's good stuff. There's a West Virginia native, Kristen Lewicki, playing in the league. Buffalo Buttes. Support women's hockey. Hell yeah, support women's hockey. I think this is our longest outro ever. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at Zarley Price and on Twitter at Pokey Zar. That's Z A R. Also, I did pay you Venmo. I, so I want everybody to know. I got it. JT's here. Z A R. Z as in zebra, A as in apple, R as in respects, R as in rebar. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Bye bye. Z as in zebra. Zebra. <laughs>